Hey everyone, it's Sam. I just wanted to come at you at the top of the episode really quick with a uh, quick announcement. Um, During the episode, you are going to hear me mention our meetup that we are having in Seattle on May 25th. Um, And I'm going to name a location um, for the, the meetup that is not going to be where we are having the meetup. Um, while we were recording the episode, um, I, I was looking up the place that I had said in the episode, and I realized that that place closes at 9 when our event is supposed to start, and I made a critical error. Um, so, uh, we've made some changes. Um, our event is going to be uh, held uh, Saturday, May 25th, 2019 at 9 p.m. to 11 p.m., um, and we're going to be at um, Spin Seattle. Um, that's uh, 1511 6th Avenue in Seattle. Um, and uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, it's a ping pong bar, so we'll play some ping pong, have some drinks, hang out, have a good time. Um, and, you know, uh, we're flexible. So if it goes later than 11, you know, who cares? It, it'll be fun. Um, place is open till 2, so you know, we got time. Um, so yeah, uh, I hope that we will get to see you there. Um, please ignore what I say in the podcast. I am a, 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 a deeply flawed individual, um, who, who, who has problems thinking about things before he says them. So in that spirit, um, join us for some spirits or beer or, you know, whatever they have at, at spin. It'll be, it'll be a lot of fun and, I'm going to stop talking now. Enjoy the episode. Mother Base is in mourning. The aftermath of the vocal cord parasite's invasion of the Mother Base hasn't even begun to heal. Snake stands on the edge of the platform, holding the ashes of his fallen comrade. Oh. Oh no. I picked the urn up, and now everybody expects me to say something cool. Uh, shit. Um... I, uh, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? Boss, is everything okay? Oh, um, I'm just coming up with the right words to say. This is really important. Oh, okay. Well, carry on then. It's just, I do have a burger development meeting after this, and I, uh... What? Really... Oh, oh, nothing, boss. Just, just take your time. Okay. Maybe if I just jump in, I can avoid the... No... No, this cannot be helped. Um, how about... <clears throat> I won't leave you to the eternity of the cold waves of destiny. Uh, what, what was that, boss? Uh, I was, uh... <clears throat> I was, uh, I was just clearing my throat. Uh, what I really meant to say was, I won't let the water in the ocean melt away spirit daddies. Boss, are you even trying? These men are dead. I won't distribute your remains carelessly to the wind so that they may simply fall to the choppy waters below. How about that? Boss, you're embarrassing yourself. I won't. Um, I won't quench the fire of your warrior spirit with the sea of desolate. No, yes, desolation. Boss, you're... You're making the men cry, and, and not in a good way. No, 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 wait, 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 I got it, I got it. Uh, give, give me one more chance. Oh, this ought to be good. <clears throat> I won't scatter your sorrow to the heartless sea. <sighs> That's good enough, I suppose. Whew. 
Now, how about I do something uh, cooler? <coughs> Boss, did you just rub a dead man on your face? He will always be with me. I can't believe I'm missing burger time for this. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, dear listeners, and welcome to Metal Gear Mondays, the most thorough Metal Gear podcast on the internet. I am your host, Sam Wright, and I'm joined this week by Alessia Summerfield. Aim true, ye vengeful spirit fathers. Greetings and good morrow. <laughs> and also joined by no one else. Uh, well, <laughs> it's, just, it's just the two of us again. And, and the we're sorrow. Talk about, the sorrow's here. He's and the, quiet. The sorrow, the sorrow is here. Quiet's here. Um, Let's so just keep listing got, characters who can't speak. Yeah. Um, Decoy Octopus is here. Okay. Everybody he with the speak. parasites. Well, that's the thing. He can speak, but he doesn't know that he, we don't know like if he can speak his own voice. Oh, that's true. What does, yeah. if a decoy octopus speaks when he's not dressed up and there's no one there to hear him, does he make a sound? Um, I don't know. That's a, <laughs> that's a good, that's investigative journalism. That's, ne- that's a, that's a side op if I've ever heard one or yes. <laughs> extra op. I would agree. Um, yeah, so uh, what we're going to do today is we're going to um, not quite wrap up the story. We're going to completely wrap up the story and do uh, side content and other things of that nature next week. Um, I, I, I kind of have to jump in and say this because uh, hmm. I feel like I would not be doing my due diligence if I didn't. Sam, we can't wrap up the story because Konami didn't wrap up the story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Sorry, I felt well, like, we actually, I felt like the that's right actually, thing to say. That's actually something that I wanted to bring up, is that you you were having some interactions on Twitter with uh, uh, Nitroid mm-hmm. about that, weren't you? Our old boy. Yeah, we can, we can talk Our about old it. Boy. Yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah. You want to do it right now? Are we doing it right here? Yeah, right now? Fuck, yeah okay, fuck let's it. Yeah, it. let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, so um, there, there were. <laughs> Are we doing this now? Yeah, yeah. There, there were like two unscripted things that I did want to bring up on this episode. Um, the first of which, uh, actually, uh, EBK Lil Matt uh, mm-hmm. threw at me um, or threw at us earlier, and I don't know if you saw the tweet, Sam, but he was talking about the shenanigans that he's getting up to in this game, and how could you possibly not like a game with crazy shenanigans? <laughs> And, I, I, um, let me, I can read the tweet really quick. He says, how y'all hating on Phantom Pain? I just stole a truck while blasting Snake Eater with a decoy activated on the hood, then drove it off a cliff into a guard tower. Shit was metal as fuck. Also, I was shirtless. Right. So one of the things that we didn't talk about in uh, episode 96 or 97 that I think uh, should be brought up is like the level of like weird unscripted madness that can happen in this game. Um, yeah. and, and when we're talking about the things that we don't like about this game. I think we're explicitly talking about like as a like Metal Gear game. Yeah. Like not as like Saints Row the 5th or whatever the <laughs> fuck Matt's playing. Um but like no, like cuz I I forgot to bring this up on the last episode, but like there was definitely I, I think it was the mission where you're saving the first interpreter in Afghanistan. Yeah. Um I was heading back to the um back to the I don't spot. think we talked about that. Isn't that a side op? 
Oh, maybe I can't remember. It was one of the. Yeah. I think it was one of the story ops where you say it was the first oh, story okay. op where you saved the POW. Um, but gotcha. I was heading back to the LZ to get the fuck out of there, and um, essentially, I got <laughs> I got mauled by a bear, like that just came out of nowhere. Um, and it like ended the whole mission and I literally just like sat my controller down and started laughing my ass off. And so I think there's, there's a lot of that in this game. Um, and so just between the, between the lines of what we're saying, just know that there's a lot of fun here. Like we're not trying to say this game isn't any fun. I think we're just trying to talk about how the story isn't, uh, isn't what one might think, but yeah. So the Nitroid yeah. thing—it's—it's—it's it's, it's, it's funny when you bring up bears. So there's going to be a side op we're going to mention in this episode. So in this main story episode, we're also bringing up the important side ops that they list that are kind of key to the story, um, and one of them has uh, has a bear in it. Yeah, and bears. when it's real fucked up because like I can't even tell you how many bears I've bagged, and then I got that side op, and I was like, really, I have to do this again. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just like. I, for whatever reason, was just, like, running to the pickup point and had ran, like, 800 meters and just got just fucking tackled by a bear. By a bear. <laughs> um, I feel like, I feel, it's like the fucking, the uh, roundabout by Yes needs to play. Uh, 100%. When the bear didn't even kill me, it, like, put me into, uh, like, the hyper-injured state, and it straight oh. killed the guy that was on my back. Um, and went, and because of it, there was like a weird combination where like the game went into slow motion, but was also telling me that the mission was failed simultaneously. And it took like five minutes for the game to let me start up again. Um, and then even like a couple days ago, I was, uh, um, maybe, no, this is a couple weeks ago. It was the mission where you steal the truck from the airport. Yeah. Which by the way, holy shit, Sam, I went back and realized apparently I had S ranked that mission. And literally had killed like ten people and been seen three times. So I'm not quite sure really? what happened. But I was yeah, I'm not dr- sure what they're like. <laughs> yeah, what what the hell are the parameters? Like you did it. Here you go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I was driving the truck and I got to the edge of the mission zone and they blew the truck up. And so I jumped mm-hmm. out of the truck, but I guess the truck hadn't blown up yet, and I crossed the threshold. So it gave me an S ranking as the truck's blowing up next to me, and I'm like, what the fuck just happened? Um, so yeah, this game's, this game has a lot of unscripted, weird, crazy, open world, fun things. Um, we're not, Sam and I are being crotchety, but we're not being that crotchety. It's fun. Yeah. So anyway, here's, here's, here's what I'll say. I've, I've always, and I'm on record as saying that I think five is very good mechanically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a fun game. Um, Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Nitroid uh, essentially had shared, (laughs) and I guess the, uh, the gist around it was that he was sharing something before going to bed and was expecting to wake up to like a billion negative responses. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if he if that met his expectations or not. Um, and for those for for, for y'all not knowing, uh, at, <laughs> at Nitroid is the OG sort of the unofficial site MetalGearSolid.net, um, like admin fella one of the one of the one of the fellows that ran that site. Yeah. Um, anyway, he shared that to him. Um, Metal Gear Solid Five uh, was a completed game, and that it was made to feel hollow and sort of empty, um, to kind of um, let you feel the phantom pain that the characters in the game feel. Um, and when I asked about that, um, because he, he specifically 
and explicitly mentioned that the developers had also said that. And I was like, mm-hmm. well, well, as somebody who runs a Metal Gear podcast and as somebody who has heard a lot of defense for MGS5 in the past, uh, my response was sort of like, do you... I didn't mean for it to come across this way, but it was like receipts question mark. Like I was like, what do you what do you mean? Mm. Like who said that? Um, and he did send over some good stuff, and um, I just really quickly went. Yeah, to- I read through that article about the the book writers talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and essentially, it was because of the. And I don't know why I'm having so much fucking difficulty finding this, finding this tweet. Oh, one second, one second, one second, one second. Ooh. Oops. Shall I vamp? Oh, I got it. I got it. I got it right here. Um, yeah. I think so. Um, but we chimed in and we were like, um, uh, we being me, <laughs> me speaking as multiple people, chimed in and said, like, we've heard this before too. Is there a direct citation to this intent, to this intention? We've never found this confirmed, but definitely buy into the read. And he shared a uh, web new type link. Uh, it was Manu, Manabu, Makimi, and Hitori Nojima uh, discuss the uh, the novelization of the game where they worked directly under Kojima's supervision and how they had kind of talked about it. And I can link it in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was also another article that he linked from Metal Gear Informer. Konami talks about Metal Gear Solid V's cut Mission 51. It's not the ending. And essentially talks about how it's like kind of, quote, straight from the horse's mouth that... Um, Sort of appears that Mission Fifty One was supposed to be DLC that got canceled. So, mm. so yeah. Which I'm, I'm going to be like, uh, no. Let, we'll talk, let's talk about it because we're probably going to talk about Mission Fifty One in next week, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, so we'll talk about it next week. Yeah, and there's a Games Radar. Uh, a guy named Daniel Dawkins shared a GamesRadar.com post that said Metal Gear Solid Five is unfinished. Question mark. That's entirely the point. Um. So yeah. Um. Yeah. Lots of hot takes, but. But uh, we'll we'll get into more of those as we discuss the quote ending next we'll week. We'll let you decide. <laughs> but for now, we're going to talk about the news. It's time for new, new, new news. Metal Gear News! Yeah! So uh, last time we discussed the news, I think it was last time, it might have been last time, we discussed the uh, the iconic... Um, Wanderer statue. <laughs> Classic video game, hot boy, known the world over. The Wanderer um, from Survive. But, but, uh, but, uh, uh, now there is a, uh, statue of Sam Porter Bridges, the protagonist. I'm just gonna um, say Sam. Sam Porter know, Bridges I, is nowhere on this. Website. I do I do that to annoy you, and you know that, right? <laughs> no, I do. I do. I'm well aware. Um, from uh, Figma, a very large... What is, so, is 50%, is that one half? Is that like a half scale? Yeah, it's a half scale of the real human man's height. That's fucking insane. It's a real, yeah, it's a real at, tall boy. I'm looking, at this, I'm looking at this on this table now. I didn't realize it was sitting on a table before, but yeah, this is a half scale statue of... Um, of uh, Sam Porter Bridges from Figma um, that is, is released. Um, uh, uh, Kojima posted some pictures of it um, on Twitter, um, and uh, there's lots of detail, um, lots of stuff to zoom in on and observe, and potentially make theories about if you're in that uh, if you're in that vein. Um, 
And he explained that it's there as like reference for fan art and cosplay, which is actually pretty cool. I like when uh, creators do that. Yeah. No, I like it as well. It's a very detailed statue. Yeah. And I'll, and I, I don't like the name Figma. Yeah. It's a I, weird. It's ha, like have you ever heard of Have you ever heard of Ligma? No. What is that? Educate Ligma. Me. Hey, educate me. It's Ligma nuts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I gotta I got, I go. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. It was great. <laughs> Oh, I'm so happy. Um, (laughs) You want to talk about the next one? (laughs) Or or have you you officially quit? Sorry, no. I saw that uh, Metal Gear Informer has a Patreon and was like, it would be kind of us to contribute to their Patreon. Oh. So, y'all should look up Metal Gear Informer on Patreon. Um, Anyway. You should. I am bookmarking that for later use um, because your boys give back to the Metal Gear community. Um, We do. We've used their news so much on the show. That... It's true. Uh, Hideo and Norman, um, I know that we've talked about this on previous episodes, but as of time... It's coming of, up. Yeah, as of time of recording. So I wrote out nine days when these notes got put together. This is why we shouldn't do the news on this on this podcast. Um, two <laughs> days. So two days now. Two days from now, Hideo Kojima and... Uh, Norman Reedus, I can't believe I'm just now seeing this, and I just rolled my eyes so hard. I hope it comes over on the microphone. Jeff Keeley will be moderating. Fuck off, <laughs> Jeff Keeley. Jeff needs to get a fucking job. Um, Jeff, I mean, he has a job. It's it's, it's Hideo, Hideo Kojima's <laughs> personal ball buffer. <laughs> um, That's what his job is. But yes, yeah, so Trey. He's on the payroll. He has to be on. The he payroll. has to be. I can't believe I did. I, I also just now noticed that Tribeca has a part of their festival called Tribeca Games. Um, that seems new. Um, but Tribeca Games. So I believe Tribeca is also where they did the um, L.A. Noir did that whole like uh, screening thing at a film festival. I think it was also at Tribeca. So they are known to work with people in the games industry. Um, but anyway, Norman and Kojima and uh, Kojima best boy Jeff Keeley will be in Tribeca in two days, or, or more than likely already in Tribeca as of right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll be in Tribeca in two days talking about um, Death Stranding. Um, Sam, if something crazy comes out of that, maybe we should do like a like a like an update, like a like we did thing. with the Games Awards. Yeah. So let's keep our eyes peeled. Maybe there'll be something to talk about. Let's keep them peeled. People are saying that let's allegedly them... uh, it's going to be mostly about their them talking about creative relationship. Mm. Let's keep our eyes Jordan peeled. Yes. <laughs> let's yes. keep us eyes Jordan peeled. <laughs> let's keep us eyes Jordan peeled. Um, and I'll keep my ears keyed up. Mm. Keegan-Michael keyed up? Oh, yeah. Keegan-Michael keyed up. Oh, yeah. Um, this next little one here is, <laughs> so our friend Jordan Boat Roberts, who, um, who we know. Not to be confused with, not to be confused with Jordan Peele. Yeah, not to be confused with Jordan Peele. Jordan Boat Roberts, um, who, uh, he's the, uh, p- director of the potential Metal Gear Solid movie. Yeah, it says rumored director on IMDb. Rumored director. Um, we'll tell him, try and tell him that. <laughs> yeah, he seems to think otherwise. Yeah, he's he's very. Uh, if it's a secret, he's really bad at keeping it. Um, uh, he saw Detective Pikachu, and he says that it's the movie that breaks uh, the video game movie curse. 
Um, this is barely is, Metal Gear news. I'm sorry, Sam, for yeah, putting this, this is, on the list. I'm uh, no listen. I'm okay with it because I'm so hyped for this movie. It's not even funny. Um, Detective Pikachu, uh, Vote Roberts. He said that that's super effective. Great use of the the source, sir, um, and that he's seen it twice. That viewers will be mesmerized anytime a classic Pokemon character appears on screen. Wow. And says that there is a charisma reminiscent of watching Tony Stark tinker with robots in Iron Man. Um, Interesting. And then, and then apparently Psyduck steals the movie, which is, of course he does. It's Psyduck. It's Psyduck. <sighs> What's this next part? Yeah, so let's talk about this last one. So this last one is uh, Devil May Cry 5. Uh, everybody's favorite game. I still have yet to play it. I still haven't even played four. Um, essentially, a fan over at Nexus Mods put together a mod for the PC version um, where you have a little commentator, except uh, the commentator is uh, David Hayter. Um, and he's <laughs> announcing the uh, DMC5 rank names. Um, I believe Dummy Thick is the D one, which is funny. Um, of course. But yeah, it's a bunch of David Hayter voice lines. I think some of which uh, were recorded for this. So I guess he... Uh, Got Dave. David will fucking do DMC five commentating, but uh, he won't be on this podcast. So uh, oh, don't say that. At least for now, he might be on this podcast. Maybe, maybe, maybe this time next month. <laughs> uh, um, I uh, before we end the news, um, I did want to bring up something here. I've called an audible on the location for our meetup. Speaking of David Hayter. Um, because I went to the place where we were going to go, and it's very small. Oh, um, no. Um, so um, we are changing it up. We are going to go to the um, Fremont Brewing Company in uh, in the Seattle. Um, in the Seattle. In the Seattle. They have like a it's, – it's a nice place, and they have an outdoor area um, with umbrellas and stuff, just in case it's not quite the best weather. Um, so we're going there. Dope. 1050 North 34th Street. So we're going to be sending a um, a meeting, like a, a meeting, uh, event invite on the Facebook page out, um, and we'll be sending updates on social media. So keep uh, keep your ears to the ground. Dope. Um, I will also be. Um, uh, my brain just broke. Give me two seconds. Let me hard reset my thought. Uh, you take your time. Oh, I will also be calling an audible on the MGS5 multiplayer uh, weekend, as stated for patrons. Um, mm-hmm. I might have some time Friday evening. Sam, 100%, you be as available as you want to be. Um, I believe mm, I'm more than likely, because of a casting session for my film and some other things, will more than likely be um, exclusively online on Sunday the 28th for patrons to play mm-hmm. MGS5. Um but yeah, just putting that out there. Okay. Dope. <laughs> Dope. Sorry. Let's talk about Metal Gear. Yay! Uh, so as we discussed uh, moment, moments ago, Alessio made that real baller joke. Got him. Um, <laughs> that real baller uh, joke. 
<laughs> um, we're not going to be quite finishing up the story of the game. We're we're going to be picking up uh, where we left off, which is episode twenty four, close contact, and we're going to be talking about um, talking about the games through the game through episode forty three, which is shining lights, even in death, which is uh, fucking crazy. Is what it's it fucking is. crazy. It's also I didn't realize that's like we just we changed how we were going to cover it uh, like a week ago. And that's a fucking bonkers place to to call it an episode. So I'm, <laughs> I'm actually kind of excited that it worked out that way. Yeah, it's going to be quite um, good. So yeah, do you want to get right into it? Yeah, I'm excited to discuss. And uh, yeah, this is going to be fun. All right. So the first uh, the first thing we're talking about is episode 24, Close Contact, as I discussed. Um, and in this, this one, Snake has to go in and rescue... Um, some engineers uh, who frequented the devil house who might have some information about what was happening there. Um, the way that your notes are put together, it makes it sound as if devil house is a local bar. Uh, so we're going to be holding our meetup at the devil house. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> Bring your chests and your walkmans, please. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so um, this one is kind of like very, it's, it's story, but it's very loosely, it's kind of like loosely tied to everything. Um, so we'll kind of talk about it a little bit. I did get an S rank on this mission, which I thought was oh, dope. Congratulations, um, Sam. Yeah. Um, cause, what was the, uh, what was the pro tip on the S rank? Um, I don't know. I'm looking at my screenshot right now and I have no fucking idea. Um, cause what happened? Cause <laughs> we should start doing these like immediately after we'll just start recording in little pieces. So it's like, we're mm-hmm. going to do 75 pieces of a podcast yes. recording. Yes, it is. Um, so it, because uh, I don't know because I'm I, like DD is so I'm I'm of the opinion that DD is broken as a partner. Well, so I think, I love DD. Well, I think uh, Quiet is also quite broken. Um, so I've been I went from going hard D horse to now hard Quiet. Um, I don't mm-hmm. think her kills count as your kills. No, they don't. Okay, because I've been S ranking shit where like everyone dies. And I just don't yeah, no, understand. That's all. Yeah, that's all on her. I loved, I, I love Dee just because he put, he, I don't have to do any scouting. I can just walk and it's like, Pew, here's this, Pew, here's this. And he like automatically tells me where the prisoners are. He tells me where everything is. I don't have to work for it. <laughs> I got to start doing like, that. I like that. Yeah, it's, it's fucking great. Um, so he spotted both the prisoners for me immediately. Um, <laughs> and I noticed that one of them was wandering away from the camp. So I just kind of Wait, why? Him. What were they doing? I don't know. They were just wandering. <laughs> so I walked up to him and I grabbed him. And the idea was that I was going to run away and I bolted him away from base, but I misjudged the distance and somebody saw me. <laughs> <laughs> and I was too far away to do anything, so I just kind of... I, I <laughs> you ate an alert? No, I extracted him in the middle of a fucking firefight. Oh, I love it. <laughs> so I had... I, I, I'm, I'm trying not to kill people, so I use, I have an assault rifle that has rubber bullets that tranquilizes people. Oh, nice. Um, so I extracted that guy. Ran in, grabbed the other prisoner, Fulton her out, and got the fuck out of there. Just ran out of the hot zone, and I got an S rank. So I don't know what the pro tip is. But I, you can uh, just- <laughs> I, I'm sad to report back that your boy, uh, due to time constraints, has just been putting quiet on uh, no mercy mode and has just <laughs> been like not taking prisoners. <laughs> Like literally, literally like, not like, taking prisoners. Yeah, earlier today I walked into a base and the very first thing I did before even sc- scouting anything was just shoot all the explosive barrels, grab the prisoner, and got the fuck out of there. 
And I was just mm-hmm. like, what has been, what has happened to me? I was like, I don't even, I'm not even playing this right anymore. And it was just like S rank. And I'm like, okay, whatever. This game is broken. I think <laughs> they just stopped giving a fuck. They stopped tracking shit after. Yeah. After they're just like, whatever, dude, you're good. You um, yeah. So after this mission, uh, cause mentions that the prisoner or the not prisoner, not prisoners, the targets replacing in quarantine, um, uh, just in case, um, and that they were going to be monitored. um, uh, and he makes like a little joke about how he doubts that the devil house, they were sent to the devil house by a health organization. Um, uh, they agreed to be protected by mother base and um, uh, the male target said that he didn't know what was on the tapes at the devil house because there was no English version at all. Mm. Spooky. Um, <laughs> so, uh, very it's, it's on Kazaa or Napster. Kazaa. Oh no. <laughs> um, after after this, uh, you go back to Mother Base and Quiet goes on a fucking rampage. Can I just hold on? I just want to throw out a fan fiction idea. Oh no! Where Skullface like tricks Dave Grohl into like writing a song for the Foo Fighters that spread the parasite to English speakers. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> How would that work? I don't know, but I, all I know is that it's got to use the song one by one or whatever. It, it has to be the Foo Fighters. Yeah, absolutely. It has to be Dave Grohl. must be Dave yep, Grohl. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Snake's like, they got Dave. And Cause they is got, like, they got Dave. They got Dave. No, not Dave. You can have anything. You can't have Dave. But boss, he hasn't even been born yet. Get Dave. <laughs> Can we get Dave Grohl on the podcast? You think he'd do that? I would really like to get Dave Grohl on the podcast. Not even to talk about Metal Gear, just whatever. Yeah, we're we're like, welcome to Monkey Wrench Mondays. Yeah, we'll talk uh, about Monkey Wrench. I'll talk about. <laughs> don't wanna be your Monkey Wrench. <laughs> I'll talk about it all day. Yeah, love the Foo Fighters. Um, anyway, so after episode twenty four, <laughs> um, Quiet goes on a fucking rampage at Mother Base. Um, don't really know what the fuck's going on. Yeah, I'm trying to remember uh, exactly. So, I had a thought uh, while I was because your boy was playing right up to the deadline. Uh, I was playing, and it, and I, I, I'm sure we're going to talk about this on the outer op. Which, like, spoiler alert, uh, we've got a topic that we want to talk about that we will probably throw out there for voting, which hopefully it gets some decent votes. Mm. Um, but one of the things that I think that I would have liked to have seen is like, don't make your companions mute. Like, I was just having the thought today, I was like, regardless of Quiet's overall demeanor and appearance, I feel like I might have grown to have a connection with her if she fucking talked to Boss before or after missions. Mm. Like, if we're flying in and she's like, oh man, Boss, like, uh, I don't know, like, uh, this is gonna be a, this is gonna be a crazy one, just like, I got your back. Just dumb shit like that, like, every once in a while, or if she was like, Hey, what what do you what are you thinking? Or like, I don't know, just like little companion banter, or even had a personality yeah. like a Mass Effect companion or something. Yeah. Um, I think by the end of it, I would have been like, oh my god, like I love this character. I so here's was they explain why? No, I they yeah, can't I know later with later. her specifically, but, but it's like why, could, why couldn't but, we have had another companion who could speak? Yeah, um, I kind of thought it. I think it would be cool if like she knew sign language. That would be fucking amazing, and Boss could talk to her in sign language, and we got the yeah. we got the subtitles. Oh, it would yeah. be wonderful. That'd be so cool. Yeah, and, and like not even and not even like that, and not even like just just to like have for like imagine how cool it would be for people who are hard of, who are like hard of hearing or can't hear. Yeah, and then they have a hero to see, and like it's yeah. baked into her character. Like, yeah, 
It would have been so cool, but, you know. Anyway. Whatever. Yeah, sorry. How hard do you think it would be to render sign language? I don't think it would have been difficult in the Fox engine at all. Like, you can clearly no, see people's hands not. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. I, I like her when she does get her personification later in the game. Mm-hmm. It just sucks that, like, that's all we get. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, so she goes on a fucking tear, um, takes out some soldiers and sticks a knife in another guy's mouth. Oh yeah. And breaks his fucking teeth. Yeah. It made my as, mouth hurt very bad. Yeah. It very much did. Um, and that's not even the most brutal shit she did to somebody <laughs> in this game. <laughs> not yet. We'll talk about that next week. <laughs> um, uh, but she breaks, uh, breaks his teeth open and tries to do something to him and snake stops. She um, tries stop. to do something to him. Yeah. Um, are we, uh, Okay. Are we down to speculate on what that something is, or do you think we should wait? Um, well, we know what that something is. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, let's wait, I guess. Let's wait. We'll yeah, wait. she's trying we to do something. She's trying to do something. I, got a trying, I think so, she was trying to cut out a tongue is what I think she was trying to do. Yeah, I think so, too, to stop by somebody from talking. Now, here's now it, it's a very strange way to, and like, kind of brutal way to go about it, but... She could have just wrote say, down a note and been like, hey. She could have wrote down a note. She could have wrote down. If she knew sign language, this wouldn't be a problem. Um, but uh, she was trying to help. This was this was not, she was not just going crazy. She was trying to help. Um, That's what it uh, looks like when I try to help as well. Yeah. I try to cut out somebody's tongue. <laughs> um, they get her subdued and put away. And Ocelot wonders if. I just heard for- you. I heard that as they gave her some dude. They gave her some dude. Um, put her away. Put some dude. <laughs> Um, Ocelot <laughs> wonders if it's for payback, and, and uh, Snake's just like, well, he, she could have easily killed everybody if she wanted to. It's not like she's trapped in her cage. <laughs> um, it's not like she's and a, then, a rat, just... Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. Jesus. Uh, and then uh, tells Ocelot to tighten security on her cell, and that if this happens a second time, there won't be a third. So cool um and then there's another do you have before we move on to the next mission um there's a little you have a little conversation with ocelot about how he wants about to 23 gen- and me yep about 23 and me how he wants to run a genetic test on eli um because he wants to make sure because he says one of the products of les enfants terribles went missing in africa and he wants to make sure it's not eli um because Wow, a random soldier white child in Africa leading a bunch of little little African rebels? Hmm. Huh. Spoiler, it's not, but it is. Yeah, it's not, but it is. Um, and then we move on to episode 25, Aim True Ye Vengeful. Um, I struggle with this one because it, it has to do with the child soldiers, but I don't necessarily think it's 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 tied to the story so much. Yeah, um, I just I feel like the whole thing of the child soldiers, like even going back and talking about the um, mission where we where we rescued them, Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't really like other than the through line that like we've talked about child soldiers in passing in the past. Um, I feel like all of that could have been cut. Yeah. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh, you have to, you have to extract the commander of a, um, splinter group of the Mabele militants, which are the little kids, um, and, uh, extract their captive as well. Um, uh, Right now, at this point in the game, if you're starting fresh, um, this is it's hard to extract all of the kids uh, because, my God, it sucks because <laughs> you can't just fault them like other uh, adults. You have to. Yeah, because it'll hurt them, right? 
Yeah. So you have to carry it into the helicopter. They give you a kid's version of the well, later. <laughs> the little babies. Metal little Gear babies. Meal, little, uh, little kid's meal fold. Little happy I, meal fold. I wish that it was like he hands a happy meal to the kid and the kid just gets pulled just, away. Yeah, like he opens it up to get his little hamburger and then it goes... It's like an extra fuck you because he's like, hey, you're in a third world country. Here, have a hamburger. LOL. Just kidding. Bye. Just kidding. Sam, do you you have a preferred map? Reverse parachute. A preferred map? Yeah, between Afghanistan and Africa. Do you like one over the other? I prefer Afghanistan in theory. I prefer Afrikanistan. Um, no, I because I, I was asking my, I was kind of thinking this to myself. So, like spoilers for later in the episode, uh, the missions do start to kind of like become a shuffled sand, like a Scooby Doo sandwich. Um, <laughs> but there is like you do like big chunk in Afghanistan, and then like a big chunk in Africa, and then it's just like here's uh, five or six kind of shuffled into each other. Um, I think I visually prefer Africa, but I think I, I, I prefer visually, prefer but I think strategically I can do more in Afghanistan. Yeah, I agree. I prefer the sandstorm to the rain. <laughs> Do-do-do-do-do. Yeah, I prefer um, San- Darude's sandstorm to Adele's I set fire to the rain. <laughs> I, I prefer I prefer the Darude's sandstorm than the rain's being blessed in Africa. Yes. Honestly. Yeah. Dude, I'm so tired of that song at this point, but. Yeah. How many people have covered that at this point? Weezer. I saw a fantastic Onion article that, <laughs> that was called Afternoon Afternoon Trip to Sherwin-Williams Inspires 300 New Weezer Albums. <laughs> <laughs> and I fucking died. That's excellent. That's quite good. Um, Weezer, so I, 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 this, this, is a, this is the platform to do this, I guess. Yeah, this is... Weezer's cover of Africa is not bad. It's no, just it's... boring. Yeah, they didn't do anything different. That's that yeah. whole album. Teal album is just like listen to. It's Weezer, just boring covers. Yeah. Do covers like that? Yeah. I don't know. You know what you should listen to? You should listen to um, "Under the Covers" Volume One and Two by Ninja Sex Party. Those are very good covers. Yeah. Or I would even I would go so far as to say that. Um, oh man, what is the name of that group that does the? Um, oh man, they do like somewhere over the rainbow and a bunch of other stuff. Uh, oh. They do a bunch of really weird. What the hell is the name of that band? Oh my god! They are like a band that does nothing but covers, and I don't know why I can't think of it. Somebody's listening to this right now, and they're like, "Dude, come on!" They're like, "Dude, why aren't you talking about Metal Gear Solid Five? <laughs> that is exactly what they're talking about. <laughs> Holy shit! What is the name of that band? Uh, come back to me. We'll talk about. Let's keep going, right. and I'll yell it out loud like an idiot right. if I find um, it. After you rescue the or rescue extract the commander of the Mabelli militants, um, a quarantine happens at Mother Base. Boys are getting sick. It's real bad. Um, I, and I want to I want to camp on this for a second because um, I did this just fine because I knew um, I knew how I knew what it was and what to do. Um, you can kind of do it before too. A little bit. I don't like. I don't remember how I figured out. It super so, okay. sucks, regardless. But yeah, we yeah. should. I don't so, like what it does to your game. Yeah. Ocelot mentions that a lot of the soldiers on Mother Base have fallen ill um, and have been developing blisters on their chest, um, and that the blisters are filled with parasitic larvae, which is disgusting. Um, 
and that this looks like what they had seen. Um, Got it. Me first in the gimme gimmies. Me first in the gimme gimmies. Yeah, they only do covers, and they're all like, it. and they're all punk rock covers. Uh, I love that name, <laughs> dude. They're super good. They're on Spotify. Anyway, okay, sorry. I'll check them out. Um, but yeah, so Ocelot concludes that this is this looks like what was at the fucking Devil House. Um, oh, um, not the Devil it, House, our favorite not bar. The Devil House, our favorite bar, the Devil House. Um, and Kaz figures this must be their new weapon of mass destruction or something. So um, they need to quarantine the infected. But that we don't know who the infected are. So they have a couple of people that are, that are um, infected already that are in the new quarantine block. Um, and you have to kind of figure out what the common denominator is between all of them and quarantine those people. And the answer is... It's, all a, slow, them- it's a slow drip, though, right? They don't just like outright tell you. Like, I think, I think no, if no, you no, don't no. do they anything don't- about it, like people start yeah. to get real fucked up. Yeah. And that's how you, and that's how you presumably are supposed to do it. You're supposed to, because, because what you find out is that it's everybody who speaks Kikongo. I, so it's like, it's randomized. It's different for is everybody's it random? game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for no, me, it was isn't Afrikaans. It because, was it? Oh, I think so. Because, uh, Kotaker mentions Kikongo. Do they change it based on? I'm not sure. Uh, they must change it based on, uh, yeah. Okay. I'm pretty sure it's random. Let me double check it and make sure I'm not a fucking idiot, but. Well, regardless, it's they all have a language that they speak in common, and they're getting sick because of that language. Um, and the way that you, the way that you, I, and I was thinking about this because I guess the way that you would do it is to just let it happen and then get more answers. Because the people that I had all spoke both English and Kikongo, but no, it has to be because I remember. Oh no, it is Kikongo. You're totally right. Yeah, because I did it. I, I did that again because. Sorry. I did that again because, yeah, because, because I knew what to do. Um, so I just went through and my God going through, I had about 640 staff members at this point and going through all of them to isolate Kikongo was a fucking nightmare. Yeah. And they don't really like, I think you can sort by a couple different parameters, but I don't think that language, language is, is one, one of them. them. Yeah. No. Um, so you're just going to sit there manually blink, 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 like through the, through the menu for God knows how long. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ocelot, when you add all the people to the quarantine, Ocelot kind of, he doesn't verify what you've done at all. So you don't really know if you're right or not. Um, you just kind of hope for the best, but you kind of just let it happen. I guess primarily I just loaded them all in there at once because I knew what it was, but you, I think the way that you figure out is just, just let people get sick, which sucks, but I mean, mm-hmm. it's what it is. Um, Super fucking weird. I'm seeing a bunch of mixed stuff. Like there are a bunch of people saying it's always Kikongo, but then I'm seeing other people saying that it was Afrikaans or one of the Afghanistan languages. Oh, weird. But I think you're right. I think it's always... Because it was Kikongo for me the first time I played it and this time, so it, I don't know. And Kotaker, there's a cutscene where he mentions, it mentions Kikongo mm-hmm. or a tape or something. It's got to be. We'll just go with yeah. that for now. If somebody has a different experience, definitely let us yeah, know. Yeah, if you didn't have Kikongo, let us know. Also, um, based Maybe on the lucky. based on the trajectory of recording, and hopefully this is acceptable for everybody, uh, it looks like the 7th of May. Well, that's the fan episode recording, so we'll record these out of order. The 14th of May is when we're doing our outer op. So you've got Ooh. until then to send us. Yeah. Let us know. Call us out. You yeah. can add us on this one. It's okay. Yeah, please. Normally we don't like that. 
Um, but yeah, so our next mission is episode 26, Hunting Down. Um, and we have to locate a human trafficker responsible for taking people to the devil house. Sam, who's um, down? <laughs> I'm sorry. It's That's the name of the human trafficker. Oh, okay. Our friend, uh, <laughs> our friend Down Yaboa. <laughs> <laughs> down your boy. <laughs> um uh, but yeah, so we have to locate down, um, and uh, yeah, the client does not want him alive, um, but fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, so I don't, I, I fucking, I fucking extract everybody. Um, uh, but yeah, so he's on the run somewhere, and he has a bunch of bodyguards, um, uh, and there's some kind of coded transmission Um at the Datati uh, abandoned village. Um, uh, but we need to infiltrate another facility um, to get the intel file. We need to decipher it. Um, I liked this mission a lot because once you get the intel file and everything deciphered, you find him and his entourage is so spread out that it was just easy to pick all of them off and extract them. Yeah. And um, where I fucked up, because <laughs> I would have got an S on this if I would have just stopped. But where I fucked up was I went back to the village um, to grab. There was a couple prisoners there that I skipped out on. And um, one of the guards found out, found a knocked out person um, mm. and the place went on alert. And then I was picking up that last prisoner. They spotted me. And this game is, is the reflex mode is nice to have, but if you're in the middle of like picking something up or picking or dropping somebody, it's useless. Like you just have to like watch your fate in slow motion unfold before you. My big thing is like anytime I get spotted for some reason, whenever I hold, like I'll hold X to dive, um, just because, or to like lay prone because I'll see the little indicator. And it's mm-hmm. always, like, right when they, like, hit the reflex. And so I'm just, like, I spent half my reflex just, like, picking myself up off the floor. Yeah. <laughs> it has its moments. Um, but, yeah. Did you um, – so I got an A on that one. So yeah. I uh, I kind of, like I said, due to timing, uh, I just kind of took everybody down and then grabbed my, grabbed this guy. <laughs> um, so I just kind of – there was no there was no one alive to spot bodies, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Um, fortunately slash unfortunately. Fortunately slash unfortunately. Um, the trafficker says that the people that he took to the devil house um, became guinea pigs, which is great. Um, yeah, like the ones I put to sleep that, in Fulton at the beginning of the game. Yay. <laughs> Make the legend come alive. <laughs> um, uh, and he tells him that his instincts told, told him to run um, and that because he thought he could be next. Um, but then he decided to go to uh, NGO and um, uh, thought that in exchange for his buyer's list, he could get some kind of uh, amnesty or uh, the witness protection or some shit. Um, and then mentions something called specimens come from deep in the forest, but we're not sure what specimens means yet. An ocelot suggests it could be a clue. And then we move on to Root Cause, episode 27, um, where we have to extract an Intel team member um, that has some information about um, what the fuck's going on. Um, this and this is a, dumb this motherfucker. Is whole, this is such a weird plot thread. I feel like... 
unlike the other games in the series, like the sort of point to point, like why you're doing what you're doing feels kind of paper thin. Yeah. They, 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 they very loosely tie together as we move forward, but like they feel so wide apart up to Mm -hmm. this point. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't start feeling like connected for a while. Yeah. And Uh, we still have the, we still have our cake batter or whatever. Yeah. That comes oh, yeah. into our play. Cake, our cake batter. Oh my god, our doo-doo butter. You know, our our cake fire. <laughs> oh, our cake fire. <laughs> it's my favorite band. Yeah. It's my arcade fire cover band. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, so hunting down is episode twenty six. Um and we have to locate the human trafficker responsible for oh no. Fuck. Root cause. Sam, episode Sam, we already did that. We already we did we, that one already. Th- that man's trafficking has come to a stop. That we we got down, we now get back up. Episode twenty seven root cause. So we have to rescue this intel team member, um, and uh, this dumb motherfucker. Uh, I don't know how it went for you, but for me, this dumb motherfucker immediately uh, steals a truck. Um, and I was not prepared for that, so I'm chasing him on foot, and then I hear a noise. And then I find out this dumb motherfucker crashed the truck. So the explosion of the truck alerts all the guys at the base. And I grab his dumb ass and I run to the LZ. But Pequot is taking for fucking ever. <laughs> so I just, and the guys from the base are coming. So I just start running. I book it out of the hot zone and I, I end it. And I'm just like, my God, I got an S. Um, uh, yeah, based on your little screen here too, it looks like you didn't like reflex mode or anything. Yeah, I got out of there. I was, uh, was S rank that S rank that bitch, and uh, yeah, that was I, a lot. Yeah, for got, for some reason, like I don't think he took a truck in mine. Really? Like I, th- I think if you get to him fast enough, um, he doesn't. You can get to him before he gets the truck. But I, I, I guess I just didn't. I didn't drive up to the place. I, I, I usually approach the places on foot, just just because. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but. I I did that, and I guess that I took too long because he gets in a truck and drives it away. But if yeah. you get to him before he he escapes, technically you can get to him before he gets the truck. Well, I ran on foot, and um, but I had my girl quiet with me, and she's fucking doing her fun little boost Sonic the Hedgehog routine. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure because I just kept telling her I was like, I don't like whenever he's like he's like shoot or whatever he says. Yeah, I just kept tri- yeah I kept triggering her fire thing. So I think the whole like everybody was on alert dealing with that while mm. that this was going on so i don't know if it just like didn't flag the ai for the uh so for him to go get the truck yeah so i don't i mean i just rolled in and like kind of tranked everybody that was still alive and then nice. ran so yeah. Yeah. um so you send them back this motherfucker's doa and it would have been fine if his dumbass didn't steal that fucking truck i don't know if it's i don't know if what it was for you but he was dead for me um i don't think he I, died yeah, I guess I guess he'd probably I guess he'd probably tell you this tell the same thing. He'd just be able to talk, but I guess he was um he uh, up until his last breath, he was insisting that they listen to him about the pathogen and the old man who knows how to treat it, um, and that the intel member told us where to find this old man before he died. I um, feel like he does die then because I think it might be plot related, maybe because I think it has to do with the parasite stuff. Maybe. Um, here's a little fun thing. Um, since I exfiltrated on foot, 
um, after the results screen, the game put me on the ground right in the path of a Jeep that was coming. Hell yeah. So it saw me and raised an alert immediately. So that was cool. Nice. But yeah. So uh, in between this I, and the next I guess mission, it, it we says have here a, if you wait too long, uh, he gets executed. Really? I guess. I think they probably, if you wait too long to get him out of the truck, he probably gets executed. Oh, him crashing is scripted. Is it? Yeah, it says, be warned, the Intel team member will shortly make a break for it, leaping into a Jeep and fleeing the scene. Moments later, he'll crash. Oh, okay. Interesting. Oh, and if you wait too long then, if you wait too long then, they'll kill him. Okay, but if you get him before he gets into the truck, is he alive at the end? Um, I don't, for me, I feel like he was, but maybe not. I was also like, kind of blasting through this game on short notice. Mm. So uh, add us on that one too, <laughs> if yeah, you know. <laughs> please, somebody needs to fact check us because we're just not we're not at our peak right now. Yeah. He well he died he died for me so I don't know. Um, yeah, we'll in between this canonical. and the next mission, yeah, yeah, canonical death. It's kind of like Meryl's death isn't canonical. This is the opposite. This guy's this guy died Rip. for our sins. Um, Rip Meryl. We get a side op, a quote important side op in here called Eli's Challenge. Um, uh, he's being a little shit, and Ocelot's like, you gotta come and beat him up again. You gotta beat yeah, him I don't up remember this at all the first time I played it, and then whenever this came up, I was like, are you kidding me? Like, I hated doing this on the boat before, why are we doing it now? Um, So, when you come back, he's waiting for you on the platform. For sure, um, and I just didn't remember that at all from the first yeah. time that I played, and I'm like, God. Well, you have to accept the mission, though. It's not like he'll just, like, yeah. be there. Um, but he's waiting for you when you land. And then, um, but the thing of it is he doesn't have the same durability as before. And he also doesn't have his gang of children. Um, <laughs> his gang of lost boys, his gang of lost boys. Um, but, um, he's very easy. He's, he's, he goes down pretty fast and it's basically just the same battle without the verticality and less life. Um, so that's pretty good. Um, uh, when he goes down, he kind of glares at Snake and walks away. Um, and then Ocelot wonders if he accepted his loss and will be a little bit more obedient, which is very funny. Um, and now you can develop uh, Fulton that can extract children, which been in, would have been great uh, five missions ago. Um, and not right now. Uh, but whatever. Because I don't think you have to deal with extracting children like, on at all. purpose. Yeah, I don't think you... Yeah, I, I was going to say, I don't think you do it at all. Yeah, so whatever. Um this leads into mission 28, Code Talker, where we have to rescue Code Talker. Who is uh, Kaz's partner in Burger Love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, Sam, did you want yeah. the end to come back as a mystical, spiritual Native American? Yes. Because here you go. <laughs> yep. This is, yeah, he's basically, he's basically, yeah, he's basically Navajo the end. Um, <laughs> I like that. I like that description. Yeah, Dine, Dine, the end, whichever you prefer. Um, but yeah, we have to locate Code Talker um, because apparently he can treat the epidemic and Mother Base, and he's located deep in a mansion in a valley, hidden behind a waterfall in the forest of magic. <laughs> Some of that is not true. I enjoyed the mansion. I think this is a fun. This is a fun space. I hated it <laughs> i don't like i don't like the interiors i like the exterior no of the, the exterior stuff is cool the interior sucks yeah the game is very clearly not made for interior mm-hmm. play because like 
the camera was at odds with the walls, mm-hmm. I think. For sure. Um, uh, but yeah, so you, you, you're moving in, you get dropped off in this valley, and you have to, um, as you move on, um, Ocelot makes mention that there's no sign of the enemy anywhere, and I know what that the, that's the fuck about, um, because the credits tell you um, Thanks, credits. that it's there. Um, and, and it's, it's, you find, you, I, you realize that the credits tell you, um, also I played it before, so I know what happens. And also it's <laughs> too quiet who I also did not bring on this mission, um, because I forgot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of walked a while and then it got misty and then, uh, Ocelot will have a bad feeling, which no kidding. Um, and then, you don't um, say. yeah. And then some garbage at sniping. I didn't have quiet. Um, and nor, and I didn't remember up until, like, until way later that you can switch buddies in the middle of a mission. Um, it costs so much money though, I feel like. It does. Um, it's, it's not viable to do a lot. Um, but I forgot. So I just, but airstrikes are airstrikes are forever. Um, yeah, I spent way too much money on airstrikes cause I think they're funny. (laughs) Um, I just started crawling along the left edge of the valley. Um, and, uh. That worked for me. Uh, but as you keep going, um, some skulls show up, and they're ladies this time, and you know that they're ladies this time, because the first shot you get of them is all four of their jiggling tits, mm-hmm. followed by their asses in bikinis. Classic. Classic Hideo Kojima. What the, the Phantom fuck, Pain. dude? Um, yeah, yeah, like, we, come on, man. Like, what, yeah. are you, what are you doing? Yeah. And we, what I, does I your wife we, think of this, Kojima? <laughs> I can't remember if we talked about this last week or not, but it feels really strange that these parasite-powered... Busty babes? Busty babes have to wear bikinis Mm -hmm. when the parasite-powered hunky boys do not. That's because, as a matter of fact, the hunky boys can breathe through their clothes. They get extra armor. That's how... Yeah, they get rhino skin. That's how many clothes they can wear. For them, it's clobbering time. For the ladies, it's like slobber in time yeah, <laughs> <laughs> i i felt that come out of my mouth and i instantly regretted it um <laughs> jesus christ um <laughs> god damn it um but yeah they come out and they start taking sniping positions and i said fuck it hopped in a cardboard box and just kind of serpentine through the valley <laughs> I got clipped a couple times. Did you surf at all? I did not surf. Oh, I love surf? doing. Yeah, you can surf bo- box surf. What? Yeah. So I'm trying to remember what the button configuration is. I think it has to do with the while you're sprinting, you press square. Uh, I think uh, I'm trying to remember. I don't do it often, but I do have fun when I do it. Um, yeah, effectively, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, I think what you have to do is, you, yeah, you just mash the dive button while you're standing. Oh, God. What that he, sounds awesome. Yeah, what Snake does is he then uses the box like a sled. So oh, you can God. just ride it downhill. <laughs> That's great. Uh, the funny part, though, is the box falls apart while you're doing this. Yeah. Um, so you yeah. can only do it for like a set amount of time. But it's very yeah. fun to do. I also love um, the. Uh, I don't think we talked about it much on the previous episodes. Um, when you're in the box, uh, if you hold the aim button, uh, Snake just sort of like with packing peanuts and all, like surprise! jumps out of the. Yeah, he's like, "I'm a lady jumping out of a cake." Hello. What it's are like, quite good. 
Snake could be a stripper. Oh yeah, Snake already is a stripper. I think minus the minus the removing of the clothing yeah. in real time. Well, if you listen to Matt, he's uh, he has a shirt off all the time. So whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm trying to. Th- he could be. He could be like a good stripper gram. Like you ever want survivalist stripper gram before? Oh yeah, because I because I got that for you. You ever want a stripper with a fucking obsidian <laughs> horn sticking out of his head? <laughs> I got that for you. Yeah, uh, I would say uh, uh, party favors and shaving cream are mm-hmm. OSP. Mm-hmm. You want a stripper with post-traumatic stress and fucking dissociative identity disorder? Fucking, here he is. Yeah, I meant to say whipped cream, by the way. I don't want anybody to be trying shaving to eat cream. shaving cream at home. Mm, gross. Um, that'd be a good prank, right? Yeah, no, Sam, tell me about prank. this candle hallway in this mansion. Candle hallway? After the waterfall. Oh, yeah. All there's these beautiful... Bu- there's a lot of beauty, but there's also a lot of walking on foot. There is a lot of Unless you get your foot. horse. Yeah. Um, there's just a lot of walking in this game, I just yeah, realized. There's a lot. Of, I don't mind it so much. Um, it's okay. I just feel like a lot of me playing is people in my house having to hear... Also, it dawned on me, Snake's little, uh, I gotta connect this to the helicopter so I don't fall out and die tail. It's just like free hanging all the time, I think. Yeah. Right? Yeah. How yeah. is that not annoying when you're running and it's like smack in the back of your legs? Fuck, I don't know. <laughs> he's a he's a he's a demon. He doesn't care about <laughs> stuff like that. Um but yeah, you get to the mansion. Um uh I did not kill the skulls because I was in my box. Um and I got clipped a couple times, but the box will degrade, but you can still keep using it and re-equipping it. If you get clipped and the box flies off you, it doesn't stun you, so you can just put the box back on and keep going. Oh, that's fucking um, awesome. I didn't realize that. Yeah, so once you break through and you get to the clearing where the mansion is, they just disappear and also it's like I don't see any sign of them. That's most um, of the encounters with the skulls I've discovered is like just keep yeah. going. Yeah, just keep going. Um but yeah, if you just kind of like it's it's a lot harder because they snipe, but yeah, just serpentine with the box and it's the pro strat. Um But yeah, uh you get to the mansion and it's this very, very picturesque like house on uh on top of like this waterfall area. It's very pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you gotta sneak that shit and, uh, get into the mansion. Yeah. And there's boys on, it's like multi levels with balconies. Mm-hmm. Um, and a couple little, sort there's of boys on balconies. <laughs> there's boys on stairs. There's boys under bridges. There's boys on top of bridges. There's boys Am I in misre- front of doors. Am I misremembering that there's a helicopter? No, there's not a helicopter. Okay. At least it wasn't for me. I but. think we so we come like uh, the unfortunate reality of this game is they reuse uh, maps quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and so uh, yeah, I feel like this does get reused with something with a gunship. Probably, I can't, I can't recall. Anyway, sorry. Um, but yeah, we're also there, boys. There's boys in the house partying in the boys' house. I wish you could go in the house and then order pizza and then have those boys come in through the front door. Yeah. Like, what a minute. Wait a minute. Who ordered all this stuff? Crust pizza. Yeah. And then the pizza boy's a stripper. <laughs> Somebody order a large sausage. And then do, Snake's do, like, do, 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 but is there a Metal Gear Solid 1 demo disc with that pizza? Oh, shit. What if, oh, man, what if he orders Pizza Hut to get the demo disc for Metal Gear Solid 1? In 1984. In 1984, that's my son. That's my son. That's my that's my good-looking boy. boy. Can I keep this? It just 
<laughs> it just cuts to him playing PS1 with a bunch of guards in the living room of the That's mansion. That's the rest of the game. And he keeps pointing to the screen and he's like, That's my son. That's my son. I'm so proud of him. And That's then one of son. them goes, Wait a minute. That's not your son, though, because. Spoiler. That's my son! <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. So, uh, I had a real hard time with this. With sneaking um, through the building? Yeah. Well, I had a hard time, I, like, getting in was fine, but just, like, there's so, like, I don't know, there's so many guys inside. Yeah. I forgot that he's in the cellar. Yeah, he's so in the cellar. So I went all the way up. Or whatever. Yeah. And I just had a real hard time. There were just, like, stacks of guys just knocked out on the, yeah. on the fucking veranda. Like, it was, <laughs> it was ridiculous. My, uh, they're gonna be real sunburnt when they wake up. Uh, oh, yeah. My, uh... I feel like my strategy when it comes to this kind of stuff, and I've only recently started doing this, is like put a piece of C4 on like an anti-aircraft gun or like a radar dish or something. Get like midway into where you're going and then detonate Mm -hmm. it and just rest and like hide and then let everybody run to check it out. And then you just sprint and do what you need to do and get the fuck out of there. Huh. Does that work for that many people? Um, it depends, but like I have found that for the most part, it'll clear at least enough for you to get where you need to be. Um, huh. and then typically, if I find that like they all reset before I'm able to kind of get out of there, um, I'll just like be like airstrike, blow up a truck, and then everybody's like, "Holy shit, what happened to Dave's truck?" And I'm just like, hey. <laughs> "That's my son's truck." <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so so. Uh, you get down into the uh, you get down cellar. on it, get, get down, down on it. it, and you pick the lock of the door where you meet Code Talker, and this room is full of candles. It's almost as if that witch show from the nineties was here. What is that movie called? <laughs> what? What is that show called? Uh, Charmed. There we go. Charmed. I is so like I started I, I started to to tell the joke and then I completely forgot <laughs> it's like half that the words. Show from the nineties, you know. I was, I was gonna say it's just like Charmed, and then my brain was like, it's just like <laughs> that da- witch Dawson's show. Creek, Sabrina like, the no. Teenage Witch. Yes, Al, uh, Clarissa, Clarissa explains it all. Clarissa explains it all with witchcraft. Yeah, Clarissa explains the occult. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Sam in that show might have been a vampire. Oh, I never even thought of that. Have you ever talked about that theory? No, let's talk about oh, it. Oh, man. Over here. Uh, on. <laughs> yeah. This is like, so this is the kind of shit that you get. This is a preview. This, this is, is the Patriot kind of shit Club. You get on, this is Patriot Club material. This is shit you get on Patriot Club. $2 a month. Um, Patreon.com slash Milligram Mondays. Um, uh, Sam was her friend that would always never op- enter the front door and would always climb up the ladder. Through the window. Yeah, I forgot about that. Through the window. Fucking I think creep. he's a vampire. He never came in. I think... He needs to get over himself and just tell Clarissa that he peeps on her while she dresses for school. Cause yeah, for sure. That's kind of fucked up. That's what he does. I think he's a vampire. Okay, I can believe that. That's, in the greater... <laughs> in, the, uh, in the MCU, the... Uh, yeah. Or <laughs> he's the CCU. Blade. <laughs> the Clarissa Cinematic Universe. The Clarissa Cinematic Universe, I think. Anything that stars Melissa Joan Hart is in the, yeah. the CCU. Welcome to Melissa Sabrina. Joan Hart Sabrina, Clarissa explains it all. Melissa and Joey. <laughs> so yeah, That's good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm glad so that we got to do that. Yeah, me too. Um, so <laughs> so uh, a lot of candles. Um, and as you walk in, a mysterious gust in the basement blows out all the candles. 
This freaks out Snake a little bit, but not a lot. And then he finds the door from inside the tree on the first island of, mm-hmm. I can't remember the name of, in, from Kingdom Hearts. Destiny Island. Yeah, and he sees... You're like, really little, fumbling I these know. jokes, aren't you? I'm sorry. He sees a little okay. hand-drawn version of him of himself and Kaz holding hands, and then he's like, <laughs> what is this door? And then a wind blows. <laughs> blows Kaz into his heart. <laughs> And then he has to go on an adventure to rescue all of the... Uh, For multiple the, uh, games, and yet Kyrie will always get shunted to the background. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry. Yeah. We're back. Heartbreaking. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Code Talker is facing away from Snake and says that he's been waiting for him. Calls him Talish or something like that, which is Snake in... Um, uh, he ca- he calls him Totino's. Totino's. Um, and then corrects himself and says Bide Holoni, which means horned demon. Um, and then the candles all mysteriously relight themselves, which is fucking what? Okay. Because of um, parasites. Because of parasites. Um, and then you see Kotaker, he's so very, very old. Um, and um, Snake kind of shows him the effects of the disease with some pictures, and Kotaker says it's silence or death, and that it could be in here, and points to his throat. And then says Snake's life depends on him staying quiet and tells him to sit. So Snake does. And then Kotaker explains what the fuck's going on. And that is that the larvae of a parasite enters the throat and attaches themselves to the vocal cords and mimics the host's membranes. And then when they reach maturity, they mate and then continuous exposure to a particular sound triggers triggers them to fuck, um, essentially. Um, And then they feast on the host's lungs and kill it. And the sound that they are exposed to is words. Spoiler. Takes, Warren yeah. G is what makes those parasites fuck. <laughs> Warren G. <laughs> <God damn it. laughs> um, and then he takes a very long, dramatic puff of his pipe. Uh, and and can I just say, that's the most fucking bonkers explanation for anything. That's yeah. more insane than nano machines. Well, and it's going to continue to be the explanation for literally everything. And it's like, yes. I don't know, like organic nano machines. It's like Kojima was like, "Huh, what can we do with nano machines? What if they were organic?" Yeah, let's do that. And it's yeah. just like, I don't, I don't know. Is this why Chico had a? Had a plug in his chest. Yeah, so that's so we we we. But he started I talking. Mentioned that, yeah, he did. Maybe he didn't know. Oh, maybe um, he would have died if he would have lived. Yeah, that's 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 so that's um so now um, he probably wouldn't have died since we know that there is uh, adult Chico, Chico storyboards. Yeah. But so we'll, we'll we can flip back now um, because we had mentioned we were going to talk about that when we got here. That was my theory that Chico ha- was infected with the parasite, and that that was pro- that might have been the original plan um, was to have Chico be the one that infected Mother Base. Yeah, potentially, and likewise too. Um, so, for anybody who hasn't seen it, and I can't not remember where the artwork comes from. I think it comes from one of the MGS Five art books. Mm-hmm. Um, but Yoji Shinkawa does have a design of almost like a parasitic yeah. cyborg ninja esque um, mm-hmm. sort of an analog Chico. Chico. And he's very creepy looking and wears a yeah. red hood. Yeah. And uh, who knows how that would have played into the story if he would have been in the main game. Yeah. Um, so that's, yeah, so that's, yeah, that's wild. Um, and it could have been cool, like, to have, like, another Cyber Ninja character type of deal. Um, 
But, but yeah, so, uh, so yeah, so, uh, the oh, fucking, what is my brain doing right now? So yeah, we're both, uh, it's been a minute, you guys, we're, uh, we're both coming back from a break due to yeah. family stuff. So sorry <laughs> that our brains are firing on empty. Yeah, for real. Um, but yeah, so they sound that they are exposed to our words and that the larvae only attack those that speak a certain language, not just one. Um, and he says he can't say which one the parasites at Mother Base are attuned to, but the silence is the best way to keep them from breeding. I do um, like I do like the idea of tying something lethal to language. Um, yes. But it's yeah. like... And I'm sure we'll kind of talk about it in our wrap-up thoughts and stuff like that. Sorry, I've got a cat sneezing very loudly in the background. Um, I feel like... Fran? Uh, no, it was Pia. Um, ah. I feel like, and for anybody who wants to listen to me and Sam talk about us, uh, definitely go listen to that Patriot Club episode. Um, but I feel like, in general, this game feels like it had way too many big ideas and just kind mm-hmm. of barely touched on each of them. Yeah. And I think I would have preferred it to have been um, a little bit either um, less division among uh, multiple big picture ideas mm-hmm. um, or just sort of like focus in on like one or two things and just kind of tell that story more concisely yeah. because like the language parasites and skull face is like one of like five yeah. stories that this game's trying to tell for some reason. So maybe for four, sure. but maybe I'm being, and I'm trying not to be um, unkind in the read, but it, it definitely just doesn't feel like there's a cohesive narrative. It feels like there's like three or four narratives yeah. going on. And it doesn't help that they're all kind of like, like poorly Elmer's glued together by these disparate main missions inside. Yeah. And like, what is like this that. whole, what does this whole language virus have to do with uh, the assault on mother base in uh, uh, ground zeros? You know what I mean? And like, and I know what it has to do with that because spoiler, we've beaten the game. We're throwing like, um, hypothetical questions out there for anybody who's playing up until this point, but it's like they're so tangentially related that it's just yep. like I don't like what why. So yep. anyway, anyway, so um, so Cody and I'm calling him Cody. Um, hands <laughs> I like snake. that by the way. Thank, thank I, I'm imagining like the blonde jail uh outfit character from uh, Fatal Fury. Oh yeah, uh, or Final uh, Fight. Uh, I guess yeah, Final and, Fight. Uh, Cody, uh, Cody, yeah. uh, Cody Travers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, he hands Snake his pipe and says that it contains an herb that they dislike. 420 blaze it! Um, and, uh, Snake takes a deep hit, um, and then Cody says that Snake can speak and asks if there's a cure and says, uh, once you see symptoms, they've already infested the alveoli, which point, at which point nothing can be done. Um, but he says that there is a way to halt the onset and prevent infection. Um, and Snake reaches out his hands and asks Cody for help. Um, and Cody says he, he being Skullface, stole the ones that um, that he sealed away and forced him to do his work. And um, says that uh, even America sways in his wake. And that he could not defy him because the fate of the Navajo, the DNA, lies in his hands. Um, uh and says that if his, quote, children, he calls the parasites his children, have upset the balance of the world, um, that it falls to him to set it right. And then uh, accepts Snake's hand, and uh, Snake kind of hoists him up on his shoulders. Um, uh, and it's time to kind of book it out of there. Um, Cody says that... Uh, uh, um, 
the the parasites are the dream of every ruler since the dawn of time. And he's kind of expressing this as you're walking out of the cellar with him. You're walking pretty slow. Um, I didn't move because I wanted to hear it all before I ran into shit. Yeah. Um, so I just you, stood there. Yeah, and it will. Like, if you, if you walk as he's speaking, like, he will continue to talk while you're out of the cellar. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, Teach them, teach them your enemy's words and then unleash them on his lands um, and destroy those that speak his tongue um, and says that the parasites are ethnic cleansers um, and that Skullface's plan is to, Kaz realizes this, that Skullface's plan is to wipe every language except for English off the face of the earth. Um, uh, and he says that because of, he says it's ironic that, quote, they gave us language and now they take it away. And says it was because of them that man first learned to speak, but that the hands of the clock has turned have turned back. So that's Wait, so the implication being that parasites are why we learned how to talk in the first place? I think that's the implication. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, also, and since we're not really necessarily diving into individual tapes here, um, uh, there definitely is a tape that is linking Code Talker and the parasites to the end from Metal Gear Solid 3. Oh yeah, that and, makes sense. Yeah. The, the end would—that's why he's so old. Yeah, and that's how he lives forever and yeah. eats solar energy and. Blah, blah, blah. Interesting. So yeah, so there. I ne- this is the first time I've ever made that connection. Yeah. So and I think they I think they outright talk about it. Um, I'll see if I can hunt down the exact tape number while you're. Yeah, let me know because I I listened to most of Kotaker's tapes and I didn't. There might, it might have been an optional one. I don't know. But that's really cool. I never thought about that. That's awesome. Um, uh. But yeah, so um, so yeah, I want you, I want you to talk about kind of your experience getting out of here because I have a pretty unique one. <laughs> um, I feel like mine isn't so bad. I just kind of went back the way that I came in. I think I can't remember yeah. if I did that or I took the road because there's a road like a front road out the front. Um, gotcha. I I definitely used the fuck out of some. Uh, like I said, your your boy was trying to race against the clock, and so uh, I dropped a bunch of airstrikes and just kind uh-huh. of used the commotion to get the fuck out of there. Nice. So, um, so I walked up the stairs, and all of the soldiers were possessed by the skulls mm-hmm. because I didn't kill the skulls. Uh, I looked this up. If you don't kill the skulls, they're possessed, and it makes it easier to get out. Oh, so nobody nice. was nobody was on alert. I just fucking ran around them and got out of there. Very nice. It was very it was very nice. It was that's much good. easier. That's a, yeah, that's really good to know, actually. Yeah. So I got a C on that because of how fucked up I did the first part, but the second part was great. Um, but yeah, um, when you uh, get out of there. Kaz states uh, that they found the bodies of uh, some missing intel members in the valley um, and recognizes that they probably wouldn't have made it back alive anyway. Um, and that mentioned, he mentions the snake that it's important that he brings Code Talker back um, so they can stop the epidemic. Um, and Snake, while they're on the helicopter, asks him how to fight it. And Snake uh, and uh, Cody says that he hid the answer in a microbe, the parasite um, he has on him carries um and says that it turns the male parasites into females preventing them from fucking or well it doesn't prevent them from fucking you know because uh, just from making babies just from making babies you know two girls can fuck <laughs> and that's all right two girls can fuck two boys can fuck boy and a girl can fuck Mm-mm. i don't know where i'm going with everybody this. can fuck it's fine everybody get up 
Um, but uh, <laughs> Metal Gear Mondays endorses everyone uh, as long as it doesn't hurt anybody. Uh, exactly. Just fuck what you want. Yeah. Ask for you know as long as you ask for permission, who gives a shit who you fuck? You know what I mean? Yeah. Except for laws. That, Except for laws. Those ones. Those ones are important. So I yeah. can't. I can't seem to find the exact tape. But yes, it is an optional tape. I just need you to know though that uh, it's because your boy Skullface was a janitor for Fox. Yeah. Uh, that when he was cleaning up the corpses, he found the end's body, and they used the pieces of his body to uh, research these parasites. Whoa! So okay. the so the end is like the dad of the parasites. Oh, the tape is called Code Talker and his research number one. Number one. I, I I'll have to go back and listen to that because I know I listened to that tape. Yeah, he specifically talks about how um, the end and the pain uh, had some sort of specimen that like responded to adrenaline in huh. response to pain is that so so this is like can we like assume that maybe all of them had the parasite and that's why they're all x-men that's why they're x-men yeah so in a weird way it's almost like the x-men from mgs3 were kind of like the beginning of uh it's like michael keaton with his vulture co- costume in uh spider-man homecoming yeah. yeah yeah so yeah huh look at that look at that Interesting. um Good the sins of the funny. father, the, the sins, sins of the, the of the mother. In this case, I guess. Mm, mm. Um, but yeah, so they uh, the microbe turns the male parasites into females and pre- prevents them from reproducing. Um, but that also it makes it so that the host becomes sterile. Um, Oof. Yeah. So that Yeesh. that kind of sucks. Um, uh, snake asks what the quote freak show back there was talking about the skulls and says that um these he's asking are, this now yeah exactly he's he, he mentions the cody mentions that um it's a different strain that acts as the host's skin and provides uh strength in exchange for nourishment um uh and uh, he didn't know that this was going to happen um, and that they were forced to serve Skullface and steal his research. Um, I've not fucked with the parasite suit all that much, but you can develop your own parasite suit. Yes, you can. Um, which it's another like post game thing, and it's not worth it because you have to get, to get it to work. You have to extract skulls, um, which you can't do until much later. And then you have to go back and play the missions with the skulls to play to get them to get the things you need to extract the skulls so that you can use the suit. It's very backwards and not fun. Yay. It's very Monster Hunter. It is very Monster Hunter, um, <laughs> which I may also I don't maybe why I don't vibe with Monster Hunter so much. <laughs> Your mileage um, may vary. Mileage may vary. Um, um, and then asks about the uh, the truck that was transporting the doo-doo butter. Um <laughs> And uh, ask what became of the metallic archaea on the truck. And just then, the chopper shakes. And Pequod calls back to them about there being clouds. Um, and Cody says, asks if it's them. And the screen goes, to be continued. Yeah, I don't like the few times that it does this. Like, it does yeah. this a couple of times. And it's like, why are we allowed to do things yeah. between these it, Well, that's what fucks me up about it. Because it wouldn't. it would be one thing if they, like divided it up for like suspense because because we talked about like the idea of this being like you know a japanese salary man can come home and play two missions and then call it a day and so i get that um the fact that you can go and do side ops and shit in the middle of this happening because this is happening concurrently like episode episode 29 happens 
immediately after, like, it picks up with the same cutscene. They do this a couple of times where you can just do shit. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's kind of weird. And it takes and, me out of it a little bit. Yeah, I kind of, <laughs> I kind of feel like at, I don't know. Maybe it's just like our uh, habit of just like mainlining games. I mean, it definitely doesn't work in this format, but I could definitely see it working in um, a little bit more of a laid back approach. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam, would you say that Dragon Quest Eleven is the same way? How do you mean? Like made to be played in small bursts? Because I feel like those are the games that I think of the most as Dragon Quest whenever it comes to this kind of approach, but I'm not sure if the new one is the same way. They put save points so close to each other that I think, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, I think it's, like, and that's Alan how Wake I played- is the first big one that I think of when I think of this kind of stuff, the way that the episodes are broken up. Yeah. So Dragon Quest Eleven isn't like episodic, as it were, but yeah, it's very much like... I can play this for an hour and be okay and then save it and go to bed or, you mm-hmm. know, or do something else. Um, mm-hmm. And that's how I played it up until, like, I've, I'm about, like, 56 hours into Dragon Quest Eleven at this point, and I'm loving Ooh. it. Ooh. I'm really enjoying it. Um, um, uh, but, yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's very much a game that you could just play for a long time or... Um, just kind of give it a little, 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 little bite, little bite in the butt, a little bit. Like, nice. Let's talk about fighting a bunch of uh, things from the Fantastic Four after a helicopter crash. Yeah. So basically, the helicopter goes down, and um, I hate this mission. Like, this might be one of my least favorite missions. In the you whole don't game. like? I like this a lot. I cannot stand it, dude. This mission is just hide on the roof and shoot rockets. Oh man, then you weren't doing it right. <laughs> yeah, tell me, how did you? I've never enjoyed this mission. Maybe if I change how I'm approaching it, I will. Um, so I came. I just took him out. I just took him on the ground, and I came in with D Walker. Um, Interesting. I so I never used D Walker. Yeah, like, ever. Like how this do is you... the this is the one and only time I use. Well, I use it. Um, in... You research the Gatling gun, right? Because like, I oh, think yeah. my D Walker yeah, yeah. just has a little pistol, which always makes me laugh. Yeah, and no, I did some research on D Walker and got a Gatling gun, so I have and rockets, so I have like stuff to do um, with him. Um, I don't know why I imagined you just looking at the 3D model of D Walker and being like, research. Yeah, let me observe <laughs> this this metal boy. Um, but yeah, so my favorite part about this, really quick, before we get into the battle, is that the the chopper, as the chopper is like going down, Snake takes the time to like buckle Cody in. Yeah, that's my favorite. He's and like, hold on, a, let me buckle your seatbelt, old it's kinda, old timer. It's, it's kind of cute. Um, yeah, it's like Snake walking an old man across the street. Yeah, it's just like I gotta take care of my grandpa. Like, it's, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I used uh, D Walker um, and just kind of Gatling gun him. Um, what I, uh, I, the first time I died because, um, they spit these ru- rust clouds out, and if anything metallic, um, oh, yeah, hits it, it rusts. Um, and so it caught me off guard and I had to restart the mission, but, um, uh, but yeah, so I got on, I got the Gatling gun, I just took him out with a Gatling gun on D Walker, and it was pretty damn fun. This is, uh, Metal Gear Survive. Uh, oh yeah, prototype. I feel yeah, like. this is Metal Gear Survive as fuck. Like any battle with the skulls is kind of like Metal Gear Survive, but this one specifically is like Survive as fuck. Yeah, I um, don't know why my my move on this mission every time I play it is to get on top of the hangar, um, and then use a combination of my rockets with airstrikes. Mm. Um, or I think well because I don't know if you can, can use you airstrikes. do airstrikes. I don't think I can't you can remember. Do I think it was grenades. It was like grenade C four rockets. I know you can do supply drops for ammo i think 
Because I remember yeah. I remember replenishing rocket ammo somehow. Maybe not. Maybe I just used my my guns. But yeah, I definitely just post up and every once in a little while they'll come up there on the roof and fuck with me, but for the most part I can kind of pick them off from up there. Mm. Um yeah, I don't know. It just felt very like battle of attrition. Like it felt like it took forever to bring these guys' health down. But I don't know. I'll try it again with your tactic. Um mm. I think last time I did it, I did it with Quiet as well, and she had the uh, Trank gun, so she was completely worthless. Um, yeah. Yeah, no. Um, tranking them, uh, does tranking them work? I don't think yeah. so. I think their epidermal skin shell prevents gotcha. it from actually okay. doing anything. Huh. All right, well, um, I, yeah, I so. Think. Yeah, no clue. I just Gatling on them. And then I extracted all these delicious boys afterwards because there's a bunch of like possessed guys around them, and if yeah. you're careful, um, they just uh, they all collapse when the skulls disappear. So you can just run around and extract them, scoop them up. And there's so many because it's at the airport. So <laughs> scoop them up. Which I love that like you just magically crash at the airport. Yeah. Like everything big happens at the airport. In everything big happens at the airport. Like. Sam Wright on like record. the first like the yeah on record like everything like the first big set pieces of the oil field and then everything else happens at the airport everything else important that's a good point well no a lot of important things happen at the airport bar. speaking indefinite sucks hi yeah hey <laughs> definite um uh but yeah so after this battle Ocelot is now for some reason in the helicopter with you and he also buckles Cody in which is also cute um. And Cody tells him that Skullface is no longer in Africa. Like, what? Okay. Great. Why were um, we here? <laughs> are we going to a... Yeah, exactly. Are we going to a new country? Um, no, we're going back to Afghanistan. <laughs> what if they're like, we're going to Antarctica? Um, yes. Maybe. That'd be cool. I would enjoy that. Ooh, like, I would enjoy, like, going back to... Oh, maybe you go to Alaska. <gasps> Alaska, you say? <sighs> Alaska, I say. Um, anyway, so um, um, he says that the nuclear test was a success, and that's why he left. Um, and uh, Ka says they didn't detect any nuclear tests, but um, but that the final test was not to um, det- detonate a nuke, but to prevent detonation. Um, that his plan is to sell nukes to people that he still retains control of, so that... Um, um, he can prevent um, nukes from exploding, and they'll explain that he'll explain this a little bit more in a very, very weird and long exposition cutscene later. Um, yay! Uh, yay! Mission thirty. Um, uh, but his plan to avoid detection to create these nukes was to export minerals containing trace amounts of uranium um, <laughs> in the form of metallic archaea. I sound like you're about to be like um, trace amounts of urine. <laughs> Trace amounts of urine and feces. <laughs> urine and fecal matter was found on the victim's body. Um, it's like it's like every other episode of Law and Order. Yeah, it's because he's old. It's because he's old. Ice tea. This reminds me of the John Malaysia. We found traces of <laughs> urine and and semen and urine on the victim's body. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, that's weird. Um, we were able to uh, we were able to backtrack and test the urine samples and uh, iced tea. It appears that this happened after the murder, right around the time that you arrived to the uh, crime scene. Can you tell us more about that? Nah. 
<laughs> Me and my lawyer up in this bitch. Ice T final level on Twitter. Final level. That's his Twitter handle. I love He's it. a big gamer. He's big in the games. Interesting. I did not know that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Maybe we'll get him on the podcast. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see how he feels about Metal Gear. After that discussion we just had. Um, <laughs> he goes back and listens <laughs> to this exact Strike this from the record. Sorry, ST, we love you. Um <laughs> But yeah, so um but yeah, so they uh they have this these small amounts of uh uranium in them and then once they're on site, the metallic archaea would enrich the uranium and weaponize it. On and site. then it's loaded and then it's loaded onto ATBs, all terrain bipedal machines, um ATBMs. Um, and, um, ensures that any group, small to big, can become a nuclear power, and Snake realizes this is why they needed Huey to develop the walker gears. Um, Cody goes, uh, this means that there is deterrence on all sides, um, and, um, Ocelot re- realizes this is why he did a non-detonation test, um, and that a separate Archaea in the new turns off the critical- criticality generator and prevents it from detonating, so, um... It's a failsafe that only skull face controls, which is cool. So he can deactivate anything whenever he wants, and superpowers become powerless. And then they um, they cure the parasite. Yay! Yay. For, for now, it comes back in a big bad way later. Big bad way. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so you go back to Mother Base, and you um, uh, you. Uh, you see people being discharged and they question Huey some more. Because everybody they, immediately is just like, I bet Huey did it. <laughs> I bet Huey did it. Um, and uh, he has some stuff. Uh, Ocelot has some caustic material in his syringe and drops it on his does. glasses. Yeah, of course he does. It's Ocelot. Um, does a little drip on his glasses and realizes this is metallic archaea. Um, and... Uh, Ocelot asks him where Sally is, um, and, um, they kind of talk about, like, the plan again and everything, um, and, uh, that this whole nuclear proliferation plan, um, is a ruse to spread the, the parasites, essentially. Um, uh... Hell yeah. Yeah. And, uh, all he needs to do is reveal Sally in Afghanistan, um, Huey claims that he can't activate it without him, and then Ocelot drops a little bit on the chair, and Huey falls over and tells uh, and tells Ocelot where Sally is. Um, when he threatens to use it on his legs, um, and that Sally is beyond the Soviet base camp in a lab built by the Soviet philosophers. So this is the philosophers here. Um, um, and he also says that he doesn't know how um how uh Skullman. Skullman is controlling it because he it was not designed to accommodate a human pilot. That's fucking false, but whatever. Um, we'll yeah, there's a later. seat. Uh, what are you talking about? There is a seat for a very specifically sized human, um, which we'll yeah, discuss in a little bit later. Um, uh, but yeah, so uh, Ocelot places the needle under Huey's leg and leaves, and Huey has to kind of hold himself in place, which is kind of fucked up, but whatever. Um but yeah, so Kaz says that Snake's going to rendezvous on site with his backup, and Snake takes off to go confront Skullface in Yay. episode 30. 
And this is going to be a really fun episode because uh, we get to sit and hold hands in the back of a Jeep with a good friend of ours. <laughs> I was actually really into this mission. No, um, yeah, I actually quite enjoy it. And it's like really the fun. gameplay of it's it. It's super yeah. funny. You can S rank this shit in like six minutes or something by just sprinting. Yeah. Like, sure. I, I believe somebody sent it to us, and I apologize if I, if I cannot recall exactly who sent it to us, but somebody linked to a video, um, and it is just somebody, whole, like, clicking in L3, aiming it in a direction, and just S-ranking <laughs> the mission, and it's the funniest thing. <laughs> That's really funny. Because it is all based on time. Um, yeah, 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 it's mostly based on time, yeah. Yeah, and and the, the shitty part about it is the cutscenes count. Yeah, that does suck. I always forget about that. Yeah, so if you if you sit and watch the cutscenes as you a baby did, being somebody who cares about what little story this game has, um, you're gonna waste your time clock and you're going to get a lower score because of it. So that's kind of stupid, um, but whatever. Um, but yeah, so we head out to OKB Zero um, to confront Skullface. Um, and for some reason, Eli, Huey, and Miller are with them for a little bit. Um, this is, I will say, this is, I think, OKB okay, Zero might be my favorite um, environment next to Camp yeah. Omega. Like, it, there's just a lot going on. It, there's a lot going on, and it feels like, it feels like a traditional, like, Metal Gear area. Yeah, I would definitely. And I think, like, there's outdoor stuff, there's a lot of elevation, there's mm-hmm. a lot of, like, once you get inside, there's, like, nooks and crannies and stuff. I don't mm-hmm. know, it feels really well-developed, whereas all yeah. the other stuff kind of feels like huts across the street from each other. Yeah, spread far apart from each other. Yeah, for sure. I agree with that. It's it's very it's a very cool base, and I, I like this a lot. Um, but, yeah, you get, like, you, the trek through the gate is, is real easy, because everybody in the Afghanistan base camp is dead. Um <laughs> so, so you kind of just sneak through there um the first the first gate gate of harmony um is pretty easy um i uh my favorite thing that happened here is that there's there are two guys one of them is sniping and one of them is like a spotter um mm-hmm. and i got I, I choked a couple guys out i snuck around behind them and i was like how am i gonna do this so i was just like okay fuck it so i choked out the sniper and i spooked his spotter and the spotter fell off the ledge and knocked himself out (laughs) i thought that was incredible i'm into it yeah i enjoy whenever they do when when those guys do show up like that like i like when they show up in like sort of these little units um they're a lot better Mm -hmm. than the radio guys god i hate those guys oh yeah for sure Um, dumb. but i do like the little sniper group guru dudes where it's like mm-hmm. there's one of them that's always like a little behind the other so you can always kind of have fun like taking mm-hmm. out their friends and then they're like wait a minute what happened yeah it's pretty cool um but yeah uh the second part was a little bit bigger and it, it's my favorite thing about it is that each section kind of ramps up as far as like difficulty mm-hmm. so you go through the first section, you're like cool what's the next section you got for me and it's just like oh, okay this is gonna be a little bit more of a challenge it's bigger a few more guys. They're a little bit closer. Let's take those guys out. Um, third section has a helicopter kind of floating in a circle. Um, so I kind of went inside the houses and kind of weaved my way around and came out underneath this like tunnel area. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. Like they give you like, that's what I love about this area. And I wish like, the rest of the game was more like this because they give you options. 
they give you different ways to do and go about it. Like I, I, I yeah, I'm sure there was of... another way to do this with the helicopter there, but like I, I just went in, I snuck down, I went in through these like these like inside areas and fucking came out underneath like an overpass. It seemed like it looked like an overpass, like an underpass, and moved on to the next section. Like it was yeah. pretty cool. There are parts of this map, and this is a weird connection that I've not really ever verbalized there are parts of this map that kind of remind me of like the the second death stranding trailer with guillermo del toro mm. like that little overpass that you're talking about in particular yeah. i always get Where that vibe like, for some reason yeah for sure but this is really cool i really like i i i really like playing this mission i don't quite i'm not quite on board with the rest of it. yeah <laughs> which i like i'm not gonna like it's just the way they presented i think less than less than like well, there's a there's a certain, and we can talk about it, but there's a certain person who's not a great conversationalist who mm-hmm. is required to contribute to this conversation, and mm-hmm. uh, it's just real empty feeling and kind of weird. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. So, so this section was I, and and here's what I think too. And this section, I feel like, because you know how we talked about. Like way back when we talked about Metal Gear, well, way back, like when we talked about Metal Gear Solid One, we mentioned, you know, way back pre- when we talked about Metal Gear an hour yeah. ago. Yeah, um, when we talked about Metal Gear Solid One, I think in the, I don't know if we brought it up in the classic, but in the remaster, um, we mentioned that the battle with Vulcan Raven felt like the like the ultimate like culmination of everything you learned in mm-hmm. the rest of the game up to that point. Um, this is what this mission felt like. Like there were all different kinds of like threats that you have dealt with in the past, and it felt like the test of your. It felt like that. That yeah, it feels like skills. a final exam. Yeah, yeah, which is great because it goes to what technically, which I feel should be the final boss, but you know, we we know how we you know how feelings work. Um, sometimes <laughs> sometimes nobody cares about them. Um, so whatever. Uh, <laughs> that, yeah, that person is usually Kojima. Yep. Uh, so yeah, so this was a really cool section. I really enjoyed it. Um, you, once you get past the fourth area, which is a little bit smaller, there's a couple of guys, but they're really close together. It's a little bit, you know, I snuck around up some stairs. It was, it's fine. Um, you climb up some stairs and you get up to the heliport. You see baby mantis kind of floating above on the heliport before you get up there. So, you know, some shit's about to go down. Um, um, and then snake draws his gun. As Skullface is getting on board this helicopter, um, and then Mantis shows up in front of him and disappears again, and Skullface calls out to him and tells him that he's known loss and it torments him, and then Skullface's guys all aim their weapons at him, um, but he pushes them aside, tells them to lower their guns, and says that, um, that, uh, Snake hopes that hatred will replace the pain, but it never goes away, um, and he says it makes a man hideous inside and out. Um, so ugly. Yeah, so ugly. Um, but yeah, the I I I don't I don't think we need to like really go in depth, like super super in depth about what he's what he's saying here. We should probably talk about it, right? But um, I wanted to mention this because Skullface says that they're they're both demons, and that their humanity won't return, um, and that they have nowhere to run or hide. And then he says that's why he'll show he'll he says. I'll show me, I'll show you my demon, which is real kinky. Oh yeah. Uh, That's one of my favorite lines in the game. But yeah. So, and then they show each other, each other's demons. Yep. And it's real sexy. 
Um, oh god, their penises are probably really gross. Yeah, probably skull faces for sure. What if it's not though? What if it's just like perfect? What if it's an immaculate penis? <laughs> skull faces, the mission thirty-one. Skull faces, immaculate <laughs> penis. Just like it's the only thing on him that's not like completely disfigured. He's like, I sacrificed so much to protect this dick. Yes. <laughs> Would you like to get a taste of this dick? Oh no! I did so much to protect it. Pop up it's, a piece of my dick. <laughs> it's my treasured possession, oh, no. and I'm gonna break off a piece of this dick in your veil. Oh no! These people are gonna come after us now. People are like, I was real into this until y'all got. <laughs> Real, real explicit about Skullface's penis. Yeah, dude, Skullface's whole Yikes. body looks like a ball sack, but that is yeah, yeah, it's neither that is neither here, here nor there, including his ball sack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So they uh, welcome you to another episode have to of Metal follow, Gear Yeah, you essentially have to follow Skullface down back to the bottom of the place where you came in. Um. And then you have to get on a truck, and you just sit on the truck as it drives in real time to uh, the next place where you have to go. I love it. Um, and Skullface is um, Skullface is telling you about. He's essentially monologuing his whole plan, um, and telling you about why Zero was wrong and why everybody's wrong about the boss is her will and everything like that. And which he's not wrong um, about. Yeah, he's not wrong. We I wanted to bring this up really quick. We can kind of talk about this a little bit more on the um, the outer op, I think. But um, I think uh, Cole Duncan on the Patreon, not the Patreon, the uh, Discord mentioned that uh, that um, oh, zero words was wrong about too. There are there's so many words happening on the Discord. <laughs> Yo, it's getting lit. In there. <laughs> They're throwing bows, dropping hot takes, getting spicy. Um, one dollar a month, Patreon.com slash Milgram Mondays. Um, uh, I love how you're weaving these. But he, yeah, but he mentioned that um, that uh, Zero got her will all wrong, and Snake didn't necessarily get her will wrong uh, on accident so much as he just he's just willfully ignoring it to. And yeah, he's like, I'll wants. do whatever I want. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so it's uh, it's kind of funny, but Zero is kind of expressing that you know they didn't know what the boss really wanted. And I'd argue that he also didn't know what the boss really wanted, given what he's doing. Um, yeah, I'm sure like her dying wish was not like infect them with language parasites. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, so I want to see like an alternate universe where like zero was like, I think she wanted us to start a burger shop and snakes like, no, she wanted me to buy a Starbucks franchise. (laughs) And that's what we get to play. Miller's Maxi Buns versus uh, versus Zero Bucks. Oh yeah, man, I'll take it. Um, and he talks about his past and how he was uh, he had his language stolen from him because he was he was kidnapped by some soldiers that raided his village when he was a kid um, and forced to speak um, speak their languages and his his masters changed every time he moved and. Um, all kinds of stuff, and that war tore him apart. Um, uh, and then he reveals a container that contains the final vocal cord parasite that knows English. Um, 
that he intends to use to exterminate the English language and free the world from zero. Um, and that without a lingua franca, the world will be torn apart, torn asunder, set free. Um, and the world would develop a new language of nukes, um, uh, which, uh, which Skullface plans to control with metal gears. And, and this is when he stops talking and <laughs> this is the best part. This is the best part. <laughs> it's just sitting here in silence, riding with my yeah. dad. Yeah, he ran with my dad. Instead of just ending the scene, they just sit there in uncomfortable silence while Sins of the Father plays the song. And it doesn't feel like the song, like, I feel like the song is supposed to invoke some, like, dramatic tension or something. Like, it doesn't feel that way. It feels goofy. It feels like at any point that they're just going to reach over and turn the radio off. Yeah. It's just like, this is like, we we talk a lot about how Metal Gear's cutscenes are long. And they do that, you know, and, and you can say whatever you want about length of cutscenes and video games or what have you, but at the very least, like, stuff is happening, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This is bad by Metal Gear standards. This is, like, ten minutes, like, I don't know how long it was. It was a long time. It felt like a long time. It was a very long time. Very long time. Um, and it didn't need to be an engine. They could have just done this in a cutscene, and it could have been great, and they could have done, like, the... They could have been on the truck and they could have like flashed like the real world clips like they do in Metal Gear, but no, they didn't do that either. It was just so fucking weird. <laughs> they just sat in silence. It was just like it was just like, wow. This feels like it feels like two friends just had a really, really bad argument on a road trip. Yes. And now they're and just sitting there because sit. they don't want Yeah, they and then instead of talking, they just turn on the radio. To, this is the Metal Gear to, equivalent of a goofy movie. Yeah, pretty much. Like, they turn on the radio to, like, fill the silence, but it's still real weird. It's going like, to get to a point where it's, like. like, turn left or turn right, and they're going to freak out about the decision. And then at the last <laughs> second, Snake is going to tell him to turn left when he should have told him to turn right, and Skullface is disappointed for the remainder of the trip. Yeah. And then... <sighs> at least they get to go to a Powerline concert at the end. I was going to say, they get, on, they get on a Powerline concert, and everything's okay at the end. I would love to Snake see that with to. these character models. Like, if anybody wants to do... <laughs> A fun weekend project. I would be very excited. <laughs> if we look into each other's eyes. I love that song so much. Sorry. How, do you think that we could get away with playing that and not get copywritten? I don't know. Let's find out. If we listen to each other's Anyway, um, <laughs> let's find out. I love that. Um, yeah, so S- Skullface finally speaks after what felt like an eternity um, and says that Sally is going to roll the hands of the Doomsday Clock regardless of zero. Um, and uh, the Jeep drives into Sally's hangar and Snape Snake angs his gun. But then Snape shows up. Then Snape shows up, takes 50 points from Gryffindor. Of course, as he always does. Because Snake's aiming his gun. Um, and as he's doing <laughs> this, he um, he is aimed at by way more guards, and Skullface tells him to remember the Alamo. Um, and Good Snake line. drops his gun. 
Yeah, very good line. That was I. Th- I think Skullface had the potential, and we've talked about this too. Skullface had the potential to be super dope. I think. I think Skullface telling Snake to remember the Alamo in an attempt to let him know that this is a really bad idea is fantastic. Yep, I love it. But you know, yeah, whatever. I love the idea of like Skullface as this like maniacal madman who's also really into like really fucked up American history. Yeah, uh, would have been pretty solid. Um, yeah, but they didn't do that. Yeah, I like the like I like, like using history and like pop culture and just like twisting it mm-hmm. and just being fucking insane. I think it's great. They just didn't. I don't think they capitalized on it at all. Yeah, he's a good bad guy. But he's uh, a good bad guy. He was, he was wasted, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, so he drops his gun and cause it kind of tells him to um, um, to kind of get him in a line of fire for the reinforcements. Um. And, uh, um, mentions that vengeance is all he has, Skullface does, mm-hmm. um, and that a man's thirst for revenge is what drives the times. Um, and then he says, Snake lives because of Skullface, he lives because of Snake, um, and then, uh, uh, Skullface says to show him, and Mantis and the Man on Fire appear behind him, and Snake aims his gun at the Man on Fire, and uh, Man on Fire begins to walk towards him. Um, and Mantis very appears, cool music and when that happens, on- by the way. Yes, very much so. Like it's it has its moments, like it has like moments of brilliance. Mm-hmm. It's very it's it's very strange. Um, uh, but yeah, Mantis appears and makes Man on Fire freeze in place. Um, and then Man on Fire turns around and walks towards uh, Sally whose platform starts moving and Skullface is not okay by any of this. He starts yelling and freaking out. Um, and then the platform runs the man on fire over. <laughs> yeah. That's a very enjoyable moment. It um, felt very slapsticky. It, Which character? Man? It did. It was very like, oh, that's how this ends, I guess. Huh? Cool. Um, it was ba-dum, very funny. Ba-dum. I was just like, wait, what the fuck? I was like, wait, what happened? Did you get yeah. right over? Did you get right over? Okay. Um, and Skullface is freaking out. He when he comes he back later, like, like very inexplicably, too, which is like a little weird. Like, Man I feel on like, fire. yeah, this is the last time we see Man on Fire before he's just like gingerly waiting for us in the middle of a base. Right? Yeah, it's very strange. Yeah, yeah, this is the last time you see him, and it's yeah, and we'll we'll talk about what, that. What a uh, send out! What a send out! Um, and we're also going to talk about that later on in the episode. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so uh, Sally wakes up. And start stomping dudes, and um, uh, um, Skullface is screaming, demands who has such a lust for revenge, and asks who's doing this. Um, as the men take him out of the hangar, um, uh, soldiers will like start firing up at Madison and Sally, and start falling back. And Snake tries to hide, um, but finds himself literally face to face with Sally. And then the two be continued flashes across the screen. And of course, you can do shit in between these two missions, which is fucking insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this also um, kind of feels like a little bit of like a. It's weird that chapter one ends here. Like, I kind of feel like chapter one should have ended before Af- uh, before Africa. Um, and like and maybe then chapter Africa two started chapter here. Two. Yeah, because yeah. like this feels very. I well, and we'll we'll get to it, but like. From here onward, I was like, oh, fuck, like really prepped for like a whole other huge, massive story chunk. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just don't really get it. Yeah, for sure. So anyway, I don't want to I don't want to 
sit on that for too terribly long because we're about to get into the, the logistics of that. But yeah, this feels kind of like the end of another game. Like most games would have ended here, I feel like. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, we fight Sally. Episode 31 is called Sahelanthropus. This feels very Peace uh, Walker to me. Yeah. I, I actually really like this. Yeah, it's a um, uh, uh, Queequeg, who is the uh, pilot that took over the helicopter duties after the Metallic Archaea killed Pequod. Yeah, Pequod's Amen. just dead. <laughs> yeah. He's not, though, because Pequod comes in later after this mission whenever you're on side ops and stuff. Mm-hmm. So who knows what the fuck's going back. on, but he does come back. Um, but uh, Queequeg uh, says he's having trouble controlling the helicopter, and Eli's having very strange spiritual moments. Um, and Baby Mantis is there with him, maybe. Who knows? Um, but yeah, so Sally's going nuts. Um, lots of crazy shit blows up. Um, uh he has a fucking fire whip sword type of shit. Hell yeah. Like, just starts wrecking shit. Um, and this big old beam kind of falls and narrowly lands on Skullface. Um, uh, and, uh, Snake's just dodging tanks and shit. Um, Skullface is getting everybody all wet. Yeah. Um, Skullface starts like monologuing up, um, at Sally to nobody in particular. Um, it's to us, Sam. It's to us, but it's to nobody. Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, he says that Cypher's going to rewrite the records and he will vanish from human memory, but that the thirst for revenge that he has planted will infest the system. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, infest the system is the name of my, uh, my shit metal can band? metal band. My shit can metal band. Yeah, dude. Um, uh, he says that uh, no one can stop Sally unleashing that thirst into the future, and then says, "Major, I'm burning up," which is actually which is fucking great. Actually, um, <laughs> can you cue that here? Yeah, Major, I'm burning up. That's awesome. I I, I just love that. Um, uh, but yeah, so. Uh, Sally kind of stomps on the beam that's near him, and then the scene cuts to black, and then Kaz yells at Snake to get out of there, um, and then you're kind of going away, and um, it's time for you to fucking fight Sally. So yeah, how'd that go for you? Um, I enjoy it. Um, I did a lot of like supply drops, unfortunately, because I feel like the mm. rocket launchers do not have a lot of ammo. They don't. Well, so they do them automatically. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I feel like I, I feel like I was like, waiting for them quite a bit. Yeah, like you, hiding you do and have waiting. to wait for them. Yeah. Um, and I feel like. Uh, hold on, give me two seconds. Oh, never mind. Just weird cat stuff. Um, <clears throat> weird cat stuff. Okay. Weird cat stuff. Yeah, no, I feel like for the most part, I um, uh, got around it pretty unscathed the thing that i hate the most is that um fucking earthquake uh like sort of crag homing attack mm. thing do you know what i mean yeah I do. um and i just i don't know i feel like i with my battle dress on had to just kind of soak up some damage here and there it didn't really seem mm. like it was like if you're playing well it doesn't seem like you can really not get hit by anything you know what i mean yeah for sure 
but I don't know if this is the same for you. Maybe I'm just slow on the no. I got hit roll quite a dodge. bit. Like I like I uh, I did my best, but I got hit quite a lot. Like it's kind of part of the process. It feels like. Um, but I, but I had like for for the most part, I had I had a good amount of time. Um, uh, I you can't. I had D Walker on this one. You can't free aim with the D Walker's missiles, so I just kind of abandoned it. Um, and just kind of went on foot. Um. Uh, but yeah, just like drops lasers. There's a point where um, it starts shooting its rail gun. You kind of have to hide, otherwise you're going to get aced real bad. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if you're not behind cover like pretty consistently, I feel like you kind of get fucked up. Yeah. Um, after um, it loses enough of its life, um, it'll start leaping at you in slow motion. Um, and... Uh, at this point, Mantis will also appear in front of you, and I found that if you take your sidearm and shoot at Mantis, um, Mantis will get stunned, and then Sally will drop, and it'll give you some like free time because Sally doesn't move. Oh, I did not know that at all. What yeah, sidearm cool. did you use? Trank just or pistol, like a just like gun? a pistol, just just any gun. Ooh, see, I haven't yeah. even designed. I haven't even uh, developed a single sidearm that is not the Trank pistol. I think the Trank pistol works too, but I just happen to have like a like a lethal gun too. Nice, um, but yeah, it's it's really cool because he it stuns Sally, it stuns him. And it's actually a um, a side uh, objective to shoot him. Nice, did not know that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I found out on accident because I because I do this thing. I, I equip my gun. I equip my uh, my like side weapons on accident just by just because like I just I'll be playing other games in between that the D pad does other things and I'll press it and it'll put on and I'll forget. Mm. Um, and it just worked out for me at this point. I was like, oh, fuck, this is not what I want. Oh, okay, hello. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's pretty cool. But, yeah, Sally goes down and uh, dramatically explodes and some sheep run away in abject terror. Mm-hmm. Um, Ready for and, me to fault in them here in a yeah, few moments? Yes. Um, uh, Kaz helps him onto the chopper. Um, snake, they land... Um, uh, and Snake says, let's see Skullface, and they fly back up to where he fell. Um, and he's real fucked up. Oh, yeah, um, dude. This is a level of gore that I was not ready for. I remember the first time I saw this cutscene, I literally stood up and went, oh, no. Yeah, it's real fucking bad. Like, he's cut, he, like when Sally stomped near him, like, the beam fell on him. So he's just, like, half of his body is just, and he's just, like, coughing up blood. And he's about just, to be in more parts, too. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, he tries to reach for his gun, but it gets kicked away. Um, and you find Kaz out is there that, being a real mean mug. Oh yeah, Kaz is not is not happy by any of this. Um, uh, um, Snake investigates that container that had the parasites in it, and the third one's missing. Um, and uh, Skullface says that it's very close to Snake. Um, and Snake burns the other two samples in the fire. Um, and then Mantis shows up and takes um, the vial. One of the, the, the missing vial and disappears. Um, or does he take the missing vial or does he take one of the ones in the fire before... I think he takes one of the up? ones on the fire because the missing vial, I think... Uh, and if you're open to us talking about it briefly right here. Yeah. I think he's talking about quiet. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Yeah, because like because it, it was very confusing. I remember Mantis taking the vial, but I couldn't. I, I couldn't remember 
and then they mentioned the missing third one was quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I couldn't remember, um, I couldn't remember if Mantis took the other one, the third one or not, but yeah. And I, and I don't know if we're going to talk about it this episode or not, but I feel like the implication to me was sort of like, Oh, she was supposed to become your buddy, buddy. Yeah. Um, which also feels really weird to me because it's like, how are we relationship building when you can't even talk? This is, yeah, exactly. this feels the poorly conceived from the inception phase again. And if it, if she knew sign language could have solved any, all those problems. Totally, totally, totally. But whatever. Uh, um, what, do, what do we do to skull face Sam? We do some fucked up stuff. Uh, yeah, he, he just says to finish him and he has to be finished off and snake, uh, um, aims his gun, uh, at it's very, this is like very akin to Terminator 2, right? Cause yes. it's like that, like pump action, like lever shotgun or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so Ugh. snake just starts firing at Skullface, <laughs> firing, firing bullets. Um, and it does these flashes where it flashes the snake wearing his hospital stuff from the beginning of the game. Um, and then you stop for a second and Kaz grabs snake's arm and then, they shoot his legs off. Yeah, dude, they shoot, like, all of his limbs off, which yeah. is real fucking... Um, and while this is happening, Kaz's missing leg and his arm flashes just like uh, Snake did. So he ha- he has... He's, like, showing his limbs missing. Um, uh, and it's, like... It's, like, there's just lots of shit happening. Um... And they just, like, essentially they use the gun to cut his limbs off, which is fucking brutal. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, Two grown men shooting a gun or, like, ejaculating while yeah. severing yeah. the limbs off of a burn man. Pretty much, yeah. Um, and then after they're done doing this, Kaz flips over the um, the XOF patch to make it say Fox symbolically. And then, um, <laughs> and then my favorite part, tosses the gun down and tells Skullface to do it himself. And then tell Snake that their mission is complete, and they walk away. Mm-hmm. And yeah, because they don't kill him; they just like leave him to. Yeah, they just leave him to like bleed out. Which I'm sure the shock would kill him in reality. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, but they, as they walk away, they Skullface um says, "You do it." And then there's a gunshot, and you turn around, and Huey killed him. Oh yeah, starts, that's right. Yeah, and then starts celebrating his revenge like a fucking dweeb. And Kaz and Snake are just like, fucking, you idiot. And Kaz and Snake just pick the gun back up and start shooting his limbs off? Yeah. Um. Again, I know that we're going to talk about it down the road, but like, I kind of feel like this narrative peak was not deserved. No. Like, no, I, no. I, I get that... Um, I get that the whole point is like, oh man, he destroyed Mother Base. He made us feel bad. Oh man, he took Miller's limbs away. He made us feel bad. Um, one, none of those things were done by the player. And mm-hmm. two, um, none of those things affect the player. Yeah. So like most people, I feel like a majority of people who played this didn't even play Peace Walker. Yeah. So there wasn't even like a fondness of like, oh, I put this base together. Also, the time in between was so long. Mm-hmm. It's like I feel like we would have been more pissed off and more bought into this revenge plot if the base got taken away from us midway through the game. Mm-hmm. Um, or like, I don't even know if I would be pissed as much as I'd be annoyed if the base got taken away because I feel like, unfortunately, like I just I don't have any real affection for any of the characters or like I don't know. It's weird. Like I, 
in Peace Walker when they showed more character. Mm-hmm. I think I definitely had affection for the characters, but in this game, like everybody feels so sterile and yeah. like distanced that like I don't care. And I feel like the goal here was for us to feel some sense of like elation at the death mm-hmm. of Skullface, or even like in the Jeep. Are well, we supposed well, to? Are we supposed to be like white knuckle gripping our chairs at home, being like, oh, "I just want to punch this guy"? Yeah, and it's well, like and I don't feel anything. They don't, like, like they don't make you like. So here's the thing: they don't make you care enough about Skullface as a villain to make you hate him enough, mm-hmm. where you can maybe excuse, um, you can maybe excuse maybe not caring about Snake and Kaz and like those characters as much. They don't make you care about Skullface enough as a villain, even though we have expressed Skullface is a cool villain. They just didn't yeah very do cool villain. anything with him yeah, um, and they also don't make you care about um, Snake and Kaz. In this game, yeah, I just like as a matter so of weird, fact, I, I feel like I don't care about anybody in this game or yeah. anything. And like, well, as a matter of th- fact, I'm not prescribing Kaz, that to everybody, but yeah, with Kaz, I feel like they do a job of they do like an active job of like making you dislike him because he just gets real wild and crazy and unreasonable all the time. Mm-hmm. It's like we talked about like, Ocelot's the only likable character in the entire fucking game. I feel like that's part of it's part of the issue of losing the codec, and it, and I yeah. don't I'm not quite sure how to mend that wound or bridge the gap, but like mm-hmm. the codec allows for human moments between characters, yeah. and sure. um, the codec in this game is just so razor thin mm-hmm. that like, or rather the radio or whatever the intel, um, it's so razor thin that like I just don't get personality. It's all so utilitarian. Yeah, that it's like I don't give a shit about this revenge plot. Like, I, can we just go home? Like, mm-hmm. why are we even fucking with this guy? Like, let's just go to the base and do whatever the fuck we want. Like, mm-hmm. and it just feels very. Well, it's just like, and they do like kind of do stuff like the whole fucking um, burger thing that you listen to in the tapes. That would that like humanizes cause, and it makes me like cause, but it doesn't happen until later in chapter two. Well, I feel like they couldn't even do it visually because his character visually is such a brooding fucking angsty dickhead that like, I wouldn't even buy that he's saying this. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? So yeah, so they don't make you care about the heroes. They don't make you care about the villain and they definitely sure as fuck don't make you care about both of them in measure. So like, yeah, this just felt like it was, I don't know, like I, and I thought playing through it the second time would fix it. But like when I got Mm -hmm. to this point, I still was like, why do I care? It feels like great payoff for a different game. Yeah, it feels like great payoff for something nobody asked for. Yeah. Um, and again, like, if you're playing this and you're like, oh, dude, I, I bought in fucking uh, head-to-toe on this, like, that's totally fine. But I just feel like for me, um, there is so much projection required mm-hmm. on the part of the audience mm-hmm. um, that it just doesn't feel... I don't know. Like maybe if the whole game had the storytelling chops of Ground Zeroes all the way mm-hmm. through up until this point, I'd feel a little different. But like I didn't even really feel like Skullface was behind the hospital situation either. Like I know he's supposed to be, and the detail yeah. in the plot is he was the one who made the call. But like as the well, player, like I want, yeah, I want to see the bad guy doing the bad thing, so I'm yeah. angry with him. You know what like, I mean? Like it could have been like it could have literally just been solved by him being there. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know. Like, I just briefly like you just see him like take off in a helicopter or something like that. Like when you're outside or something like that. Literally. Yeah, mechanically there, at this point, I was more pissed off about the man on fire. Like I had, I was more angry with him than with Skullface. Yeah, for sure. 
So, so, so yeah, so it, it, they don't make you care about the characters enough to justify this, 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 like, really, um, it's supposed to be like this really emotional, like they're doing the flashbacks, like the flash. Yeah, the music's very and sad. And- yeah, they're, and, and, like, they're trying to get you to buy in emotionally to this, and if you did, that's great, but it's just, it doesn't feel earned. Yeah, I agree. Like, that's the whole thing, is like, you know, for, for emotional for payoffs like this for catharsis like you need to earn your journey and it doesn't mm-hmm. and i think part of it is how like scrap doodle the fucking game is put together <laughs> i like i like the term scrap doodle thank you i literally i just made it up and i don't think i'm gonna use it more let's do it let's do it scrap doodle um yeah uh but yeah so Skullface is dead um thanks huey Thanks, Huey. Um, and they uh, return to Mother Base, and um, we take we take Sahelanthropus back at this point, right? Yeah, yeah. They take Sahelanthropus. They take Sally back. Um, um, yeah, it's just a trophy to put in your big empty trophy case of a base. Yeah, and you can't do anything with it. Woo! Yay, Metal Gear Solid um, Five. Yeah, Huey is really excited about Sally coming back. Um, and Sally, they just kind of landed in the vehicle bay. And my favorite thing about it is they landed in the vehicle bay, but like there are still people and shit down there and everybody's like, Oh no. And they try to like jump out of the way of it. <laughs> like they didn't plan this at all. They didn't like, Oh, yeah, we, were... we're coming back with a giant bipedal mech. Can you guys like vacate the premises? Like they just dropped it in there. Yeah. It's like some real frat boy. Like, Hey, I'm bringing the couch over. Get out yeah. of the way. Yeah. And it's like, all right. Um, dumb. And cause kind of monologues about how um, they uh, they'll never forget about their lost limbs and all kinds of stuff, and um, uh, they'll they'll hold rifles in missing hands and stand tall on missing legs, striding forward on the bones of the fallen. Like chill, yeah. Like <laughs> who, who the fuck writes this? Um, yeah. Do we want to um, talk about the trailer that, for chapter um, two? The what? So do we want to talk about the trailer for chapter two? I mean, yeah, we can. Nice. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to. As, uh, my question is moot by the fact that you were continuing to explain something while I was asking my question. Yeah. So continue well, I'm almost right done. Uh, they, they, <laughs> Kaz mentions that like that uh, he doesn't feel like this is over and that, they'll, that he'll never be whole again. And then they, um, they do one of those things that they pop on the screen um, – uh, where they talk about like what happened, what's happening in the world. And so it says, I have a clip of it here. There are an estimated 7,100 languages spoken in the world, but only six are designated as official languages of the United Nations. One of these is English. And although it is the dominant lingua franca of modern times, less than 5% of the world's population are native speakers, which is insane. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so Eli, uh, Everybody walks away from Sally, and you got Eli kind of lingers in front of him, and then Mantis appears in front of him um, and hands him the missing vial of the English cord, uh, English parasite. Um, and uh, then you get the trailer for Chapter 2. Yay! Let's talk about the trailer for Chapter 2. Lots of burning bodies. Lots uh, dude, of the trailer is so good, though. Lots of punching mirrors. Um, no, I agree. It's very good. It, it definitely hypes up a much better picture of what we got. Pretty stoked. Yeah. Am I, am I off base there? Like it, it, it's a very good trailer. It's a very well cut, put together trailer. Um, but the second chapter is kind of doo doo. Yeah. Like <laughs> that's the kind of weird, uh, 
That's the sort of weird catch-22 to this, is that the trailer is better than the chapter. <laughs> so yeah, so we've hit chapter two. This is race. Do you think it's races in the terms of like we're driving cars really quickly, or do you think it's um, the other one? The other one? <laughs> that's cool. that's, like where, you, you that's where you're going to go. <laughs> I like how you responded with that. <laughs> what do you mean, you people? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so we're going to, we're, we're, uh, we called an audible um, silently with our psychic minds um, <laughs> uh, that uh, we're running pretty late, so it's a it's a long one. So what we're going to do is um, we're going to call it there, and we're going to end the episode, and we're going to wrap up chapter two, the game, and side content in the next episode. Yeah. So with that being said. That's it. We made it. We beat chapter one. Next week, chapter two. Yeah, for all intents and purposes, in a weird way, too, I guess, chapter... The way that I would kind of put this is it feels like chapter two is chapter one in reverse. How do you mean? Like, it feels like we're playing... So, I'm trying to think of the best way to phrase this. It feels like the game goes like this. A, B, C, C, B, A. Well, that's that's just another way to explain what you just said, except different. Yeah, it feels like, because it's like, hey, we're going to start us off in the hospital, uh-huh. we're going to go to Afghanistan, we're going to uh-huh. do all this stuff, we're going to go to Africa, we're going to do all this stuff, then we're going to kill Skullface, uh-huh. and then in reverse chronological order, we're going to do that stuff again, uh-huh. but in reverse, and then we're going to end where we started. Well, it's gonna it's kind of like you go Do-Re-Mi, and then you go Mi-Re-Do. Right, and it's just like, huh. A lot of this feels like padding to make it fit that mold. <laughs> I'd be curious to see um, the order of the uh, repeat missions. Yeah, for sure. How they feel yeah. in that direction. Um, That's a good point. Might be grasping at nothing, but whatever. It's all about theories. <laughs> it's all about might theories. Be, might be grasping at nothing, but whatever. <laughs> I like, I like <laughs> That's the that's the motto of the podcast. We might be grasping at nothing, but whatever. Yep. Welcome to Might Be Grasping Mondays. Might be grasping Mondays. Hey. Um but yeah, so uh that was fun. Was it? Was that fun? That was fun. Yeah. Okay, cool. Good. (laughs) Confirmation. Um so I it it falls to me to tell everybody about all of the lovely ways that you can follow us and and be nice to us and things of that nature. Um you can go on, as I mentioned a couple times during the episode, you can go on patreon.com slash metal gear Mondays. Um and if you choose if you choose and you feel you deem us worthy you can donate money to our cause and get some perks in the meantime. To our um, cause, a hero Miller. 
or Kazuhiro Miller, uh, $1 will get you access to our Discord, um, where other fans of the show kind of talk and pop off and, you know, throw bows and <laughs> sprinkle hot takes and, share, um, share I'm, pictures of dogs. share pictures of dogs and, uh, um, play this Pathfinder the, with each other. Me yeah, and, this, uh, this is a key and peel deep cut and they put, uh, they put, uh, pussy on the chain wax. God, gross. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah. So uh, so that's pretty cool. Two dollars a month will get you um, uh, episodes uh, early. So basically, we record these pretty pretty far in advance these days. Um, so a lot of people, patrons, have heard this way early than the the main feed. Uh, so you get episodes early. You also get a super special bonus episode that we also alluded to called the Patriot Club, where we talk about like non-Metal Gear stuff. It used to be very prescribed topics, and then we decided that it was more fun if we didn't uh, make ourselves do work for that podcast like we do for this for this podcast. <laughs> Arguably, so, arguably. So we, uh, so we just, uh, we just kind of made it a little bit looser uh, very recently, a couple weeks ago. Um, and we really enjoy it. We think it's really good, and you should listen to it. Two dollars a month. Um, and there are lots of other tiers. You can check them out at patreoncom slash Um You can also follow us on Facebook, uh, Facebook slash Metal Gear Mondays at Metal Gear Monday on Twitter. Um, you can go follow us on Instagram at Metal Gear Mondays, where we post like clips and and uh, memes and all kinds of stuff. Um, pictures of Sam. Pictures of me. I posted I posted videos of my face before mm-hmm. on the Instagram. Um, mm-hmm. I I uh, yeah I'm very I'm I'm cute so whatever. Um, and you can also go to bit.ly forward slash MGM store. Uh, to get some merch that I designed, if you so choose. We've got some people that have bought those in the past, and we really appreciate that. So, uh, so yeah, check that out. And as always, to find all of these things, there's just one thing you have to remember. It's MetalGearMondays.com, and that has links to everything that we just talked about. I just that just spat out of my my mouth hole. So go there. There's a YouTube on there, too. Please go to yeah, the YouTube. Yeah, oh, yeah, the YouTube. Fucking talk about the YouTube, Alessio. Yeah, so I am uh, slowly, very slowly, uh, putting all of our backlog on YouTube. Uh, I think we are, including the remasters and everything, up to episode six right now. Uh, my goal is to, uh, hopefully like on Fridays, if I've got like a slow work day towards the end of the days, just kind of upload, um, export them in the background and then just upload like big chunks of them on Fridays. Um, and yeah, just kind of work back through that. But if you guys wouldn't mind to get a custom URL, uh, as Sam mentioned, you can go to metalgearmondays.com to find it, but to get a custom like youtube.com slash metal gear Mondays, we need a hundred subscribers and we're up to like 50 give or take, um, yeah. which so is, which is consider. wild. So I, I just want to express how, um, how appreciative I am of that. When we it happened very fast. It did. It happened very fast. Within a couple of days, we had like thirty three. I think the last time I checked, and now we have like fifty something. It's pretty damn cool. Um, uh, what I want to say is that, like, so, so I'm not above, or I'm not, I'm not above talking about like my past failures. I'll, I'll admit to myself and to everybody else that you know. Oh, no. Where is this time, going? Geek time was not as successful as I kind of wanted it to be. You know what I mean? Um, 
and I love doing Geek Time and Metal Gear Mondays did start as a part of Geek Time, but it, it, it just never kind of took off. And I'm very thankful that you guys are like really enjoying what we do with Metal Gear Mondays because it has taken off in a way that I, that I, that fills my heart, fills that hole in my heart. So the fact that it's, it's probably going to be very quickly get us, get us a custom URL is insane. And I appreciate that so much. So. Yeah, it used to take us months of yeah. uh, begging people to get like some of these 20. numbers up. <laughs> yeah. Which so. uh, Zach James still owes us a destroyed video of a Snake's Revenge card. Yeah, he does, doesn't he? We uh, Never we forget. Need to, we need to get on that. We need him to get on that when he's back from his, uh, his secret mission. Yeah, Zach, I'll give you one extra bonus. If you could get a partner and the two of you hold hands and shoot a gun at the Snake's Revenge card. <laughs> And then throw the gun down and say, you do, do it yourself. It. Do it yourself. Holy uh, shit. Yeah, I would definitely give you need, bonus points. I don't know when he's going to listen to this episode, so we for sure need to message him. <laughs> yes. Please, sir. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But yeah, that's, oh, yeah so that's all of our That's all of our social media stuff. But yeah, like I said, all of this stuff is at MetalGearMondays.com. So if you forget, very hard to forget because all the links are all the same thing. But if you forget, MetalGearMondays.com is the yep. place to go. And Plus, I, still have you know, to, I still have to update the, um, I think it was the Ground Zeroes episode that just went up recently. I still have to go in there and add the actual body text to the website mm, uh, okay. post for that episode. Because I uh, was out of town and uh, kind of doing things real quick. Um, yep. So if you are somebody who checks us out, I know a couple people comment on the episodes as they go live on the website. If you're one of the people that use the website to listen to the podcast, um, I apologize for the delay in the links there. By the time mm. you listen to this, it probably will have been solved weeks ago. And so the apology is futile, but yes, sometimes a delayed apology is better than no apology at all. You know what I mean? This is more for me. But yeah, yes. it's, yeah, it's more. It's more <laughs> to ease. It's yeah, it's more for us than it is for you <laughs> which isn't that what an apology should always be about right right i agree okay um alessia where can they find you on the internet uh at ac summerfield or ac summerfield.com i will more than likely start using ac summerfield.com uh, a little bit more frequently than before because six weeks from this thursday which is april the 20th 25th um i will be filming my movie uh, that I have spent over a year and a half trying to produce and Yay. well over five years uh, trying to write. So, um, yeah. Sometimes um, sometimes really creatives work very slowly. Uh, this is one of those times. Yeah. Um, but I'm yeah. very excited to like see where that goes. I My favorite thing about being friends with Alessio is that when he works on cool shit, I get to see all the cool shit before <laughs> everybody else sees all the cool shit. And this Thank is going to be cool. This is going to be cool shit. So yeah, you this should is, be excited about it. This is going to be like my ground zeros. Hopefully yeah. it's going to feel like a big old jump. You're going to be like, Whoa, dude, is this the same guy? Like I'm hoping. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm very excited as well. So right on. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Sanjul. That's S A N J U U L. That's about it. Yeah. I've been, I've been, uh, I've been on a uh, fire. Uh, on Twitter recently, I've been doing some doing some uh, some pretty tip top tweets. So you should follow me if you want. He's on fire. Um, you can um, you can also directly tag us and uh, awaken us from our slumber on the Discord. Mm-hmm. So consider joining and doing that if you want to talk to us. Yep, very true. That's a thing. Um, 
Yeah. And like I mentioned at the top of the episode, um, if you were in Seattle at all, Memorial Day weekend, we are going to be hanging out um, at a, a Fremont Brewing Company in Seattle on um, May 25th. That's a Saturday. Um, and it's going to be at nine, we said? Uh, yeah, I think so. Um yeah. I see that there's an unpublished Facebook event page, so I think. <laughs> yeah, well, I wanted to. I, I I made it, and then I realized that I I wanted to actually go, um, go to oh um, to the location first to the location. Yeah, gotcha, it might have gotcha. to be a little bit earlier. We like this. There's a chance that the location changes again. So whatever, whatever the uh, whatever <laughs> the published facebook invite says is what it's gonna be so i'm just gonna stop fucking talking about it on the podcast it's gonna be fine yeah yes <laughs> sam talking about it i think is uh going to be outdated very quickly by the yeah so actual post. i have to, yeah for sure uh so just yeah just pay attention to social media and we'll we'll get you but um yeah it'll be cool um is that i think that's everything sam is that it oh we're dubbing it the uh don't bring a knife tour even though it's only one spot. Yeah. Please, please, please don't bring a knife. Please don't bring a knife. Don't bring a knife to 2019. Please don't bring a knife. That's a, that's the subtitle. Yay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's it, right? Yeah, you know Can what you it? could bring, and this might be fun. Uh-huh. You could you could just come with some corrugated cardboard and uh, show us your box. Gross. Yeah, it's just a box. Please don't put anything gross in the box. But please don't put anything gross. Yeah, in the box. instead of I, it's you know, dick in a box, just like it's just a box. Can we? Just I'll look at some dicks in a box. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I'll look at some dicks in a box. I'll look at you know, you know, if you, tits in a box. Fucking, I don't care. Do what you do. What makes you happy? As long as it doesn't hurt others. I'm in, I'm into it, but I feel like can we just relegate the like any of the private parts and boxes to Sam? Yeah, I don't want to look at your private parts. I'm sorry. Oh, wow, that's gonna make him feel real bad about their private parts. I'm kidding. Please, sh- please show me. <laughs> please show me your penis. <laughs> oh, please, no nudity, and please, no knives. Yes. Fuck. Uh, bye. God. Just what the shit? Just a, just a box. It's just a box. <laughs> Come on and jam, and welcome to the slam. It's just a box, come on, it's just a box now. <laughs> just a box. Ladies and gentlemen, for the first time or for the last time... No, I hate that. Start again. Why did I say that? <laughs> Start again. Don't put this in. <laughs> I meant to say something more words than I meant to say and it didn't it didn't pan out <sighs> I'm just trying to figure out where your head was going with that like what are you doing after say, this I was trying to say whether you're listening for the first time or for the last time we appreciate you Whomp. for joining us on Metal Gear Mondays and it was gonna be like a thing I'm trying to find my my, my, my path your spirit daddies my spirit I'm trying to find my spirit daddies Ladies, gentlemen, and spirit daddies. <laughs> you know, I feel like I have to keep all of them. You have to clip it for the end of the episode is what you have to do. This can't be the intro. They can't. 
They can't walk in on us like half dressed, no, no, still cleaning no, no, the apartment. No. no, for real. Oh, okay. Let me try again. Let me compose myself. <laughs>